0: technology like it, it, it it's 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 random it never <laughs> works when, it, when it's supposed to but it's cool that's what that's what we're here for that's what we do that's that's what just what we do this is should i play that your uh weekly gaming podcast about uh the uh, about video games and the industry and culture surrounding them and here it is like another big episode and here here you think i would have everything like <laughs> yeah. the t- but these things happen it's, These, it's, we do it live we do yeah, it live that's we, live <laughs> we do it live fuck it um i'm your host chris aka SSJ Black Rod, aka mr muckluck aka the great one that never changes that's something that i got down pat every week for you guys <laughs> <laughs> and this week we like this the, the panel right here we have james we have rod and we have game master herb from three bears gaming What's going on, everybody?
1: Yo, what's going on, Chris?
0: E3, man. E3. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely been a week, man. That's It's been a lot. Something. Yeah. E3, the NBA playoffs. Um, Ju- Juneteenth. What a ride that has been, bro. Juneteenth is almost a national holiday.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, What else?
2: I have a friend that just got off work for that. I'm like, all right. What? <laughs> yeah, like his company started
1: doing that wow it's interesting
0: yeah that's dope like i i gotta get get out of retail because i'm pretty sure i'm still gonna work on Juneteenth. so oh, obviously yeah that, that is that doesn't change for me but i mean it's dope it's, it's dope that we're finally seeing like progress and everything um it's about it's about time that's about time you guys yeah that's as long cool. i mean as long as there's some other changes being made besides just that yes you know what i mean Yes. Uh, listen, I got to put my drink down. Listen. <laughs> it is it is great that, you know, this is this is like this is a nice first step. But I hope this is a first step towards many other steps towards like more sweeping changes. Like I, I hope this isn't just like a blanket, you know, oh, here we'll we'll give them a holiday type of thing. Can I be honest?
1: Yeah, go ahead I feel and be like That's honest. exactly what this is. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we think about the things that have happened recently with, like, the, uh, the attacks on the Asian community, and how quickly we got a bill of, like, hey, stop hating on Asian folk. Mm-hmm. Great. Like, awesome. Please do that. But, like, we've been saying this for years, decades now, even. Where's, where's our bill? I don't need another holiday.
0: Where's our 40 acres and
1: the mule? Some of us got that. Some mm-hmm. of us got played. Oh. Some of us got that. Some of us got played. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. But I don't. We're not I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about going forward now. Mm-hmm. Where's our where's our bill protecting us? I don't know. Juneteenth is not cut it. I'm sorry. I appreciate it, but we can do better.
0: Yeah, and this and is it? It's wild that, you know, we we they they're making it a holiday, but it's illegal to talk about it in school. How does that? Can can oh, we? My- Oh my gosh! Does this Georgia. make it, Does this make any sense? Yo, Georgia, I got nothing. Hmm. Damn. Georgia's yeah, I'm kind of <laughs> like
2: I don't know which is worse now making it illegal to talk about it, or the way it was before where they talked about it, but it was like you know we just learned about MLK and we learned a couple little things here and there. It really, we really didn't, you know, they didn't go into it. I don't know which
0: is worse. I don't know which is worse. Mm. Uh, Rod, which one? What, what about you? What, what, what do you think is worse? I mean, they're both <laughs>
3: terrible.
2: You know what I'm saying? Uh,
3: yeah, I mean, I would think that not talking about it at all is definitely, uh, it definitely the probably the height of that. Um, I mean, I, I, I mean, it, we need reform, uh, rather than either of the two options yeah. <clears throat> at this point. Uh, the 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 whole thing stems from. Uh, you know obviously a uh, white supremacy under this system that we've uh, that that dictates our society as it is now uh, You know it, it just it trickles down to the rest of us is it, when you infiltrate the education system you um, You know you you really control the narrative and when you control the narrative uh, You know people are doomed to repeat uh, past mistakes and not know you know when they don't know their history so um, yeah, I, I needless to say it's shitty all around yeah. like I think that's that's like kind of the end point there right yeah yes, so this is why we have video games <laughs> <laughs> to
0: ease to ease the pain you know. to, to ease the pain but um mm. how, but besides that like like I said like how's how's everyone's doing how's everyone doing how's how's the week going you know we're halfway through it and it like at least for me I have, I have one more day of uh, this camp I've been teaching at. And like these past like couple weeks have been like it's been tough, of 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 like doing all this stuff, but then also waking up like at like five thirty in the morning to, mm-hmm. it's and and then to work my other job afterwards. It's been a crazy two weeks, but like we're almost there, almost through it, almost finished. So you, you hustle so hard, dude.
2: I love it. Like the uh, I, I I totally I'm with you. I'm with you. Like I pile on a lot, you know. <laughs> It's hard to say no. It's hard to it's hard to like not do things because it's like, especially especially if you have like personal projects going on or projects with, with mm-hmm. groups that aren't necessarily work. It's hard to like turn it off. Um, but I see you grinding, and that's awesome.
0: Hey, I'm 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 doing. I just want to be great. I'm doing what I can, trying that's to. That's the best way to get there. Yeah. <laughs> well, what about you, James? Have you Have you been? I've been good, man. Just grinding
1: out the job. Um. Let me see. What else did we do? Caught up on some uh, some Loki. Caught that first episode. Mm-hmm. Interested in that. It's gonna be nice.
0: It's gonna be nice. I'm I feel real good about this series already. Is it weird to watch it on Wednesdays now? Like, do you watch it as soon as they come out? No. Okay. I'm doing a uh,
1: joint watch, so you know we got to coordinate schedules. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna be late, but typically like Thursday or Friday, I'll catch and, up on the next one.
0: And that's still pretty good. I I feel like it's not as like. I could go on Twitter after it airs, and not like worry about things being spoiled. Oh, I'm not. Ne- I'm not testing
1: those waters. <laughs> no, thank you. I've been spoiled enough. Like I remember, people used to like live tweet, but like live Facebook status TV shows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I knew somebody. I watched. I know like all Supernatural. Never even watched the show, but somebody would just like post everything. It's like, jeez. Yeah. Wow.
3: I was just having this conversation actually because we <clears throat> we watched the episode or uh today actually uh, when we were recording it and uh, yeah i mean i i don't mind it on wednesdays i think it's cool to have something to look forward to i mean n- most people aren't watching live tv anymore um yeah. and we i think we just had this conversation too like last week on the show where we were talking about um uh, weekly drops versus binge watching um mm-hmm. and and i just think that it, weekly is better for overall discussion and i like kind of letting certain shows marinating i mean the moral stuff i think is you can i can kind of you know i, I can kind of take it or leave it as far as that goes but like if you're talking about like golden age television you know we're talking about sopranos uh Mad Men, breaking Bad, like those type of experiences like yeah i want to let that sit for like an hour uh every every week that 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 kind of gives it some substance for me so um yeah I, I enjoy the weekly drop
1: i think it leaves room for a lot of theory crafting too which is always fun
3: Yeah. Yeah. It fosters your community uh, more so, Uh, you know, when you look at any Netflix show, the conversation around that, unless you're Stranger Things, dies down in like a week or two after it releases. Um, And you don't really see that with a lot of these other, you know, weekly shows. Hulu started to experiment with that. Uh, They've been doing that, I think, for a while. Uh, Handmaid's Tale and a lot of their other shows that appear on there. Um, Mm -hmm. They have a hybrid model, which I find interesting. Like, not everything is a weekly drop but not everything's a, like a binge watch either so uh yeah I, i'd be interested to see and when netflix starts experimenting more with that they did with their news shows like their their talking head sort of um like comedy programs like half hour shows they started experimenting with that mm-hmm. um where they would do like one episode a week but they don't really do that with their dramas so uh, when they start doing it i i that would be that would be interesting hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm 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 liking Loki.
3: Like I think it's uh,
0: it's it, there's so much they can do with it. I'm trying not to get too hyped. because my problem is with like most people on the internet. Like we we read things and we start theory crafting and we start writing a better show than what we actually get, mm. and uh, we end up being disappointed. So that happened to me with WandaVision. Happened to me with uh, the, um. Falcon and Winter Soldier. So going into Loki, I'm just going to chill and just going to relax. I'm just going to just take, take it week, week by week.
2: That's all you can do. I think, I think with a lot of media, especially now, especially after like this whole period where a lot of stuff couldn't get made. Um, it's important to just have like no expectations, like just to just to, like, you know what I mean? Like just to take what happens and just like enjoy what's there. Um, I think i i saw a thing today that was just like you know a lot of people are getting pissed about e3 and it's like y'all there's a there was a freaking pandemic like <laughs> like you know there's a lot to, there's a there's a lot that's there there's a lot that's offered but if it doesn't meet your expectations like you know it hasn't exactly been the easiest year for game devs and all that either
1: so. right like what did you make last
0: year right exactly <laughs> Just, and, just think about that right, that's red. <laughs> and, and and boy are we about to get into that like you know e3 has has come and gone and uh we're gonna give a give our recap of like just the biggest things we're not gonna talk about everything but more or less what stuck out uh, stood out for us and just you know the i guess like the, the talking points of this e3 so uh definitely stay tuned for that um before we jump into our what's been playing for the week uh sh- shout out to look shout out to everyone on twitch once again shout out to everyone on twitch shout out to everyone that's watching live shout out to um you know once again follow us on instagram facebook uh twitter uh and then of course twitch ssj blackerot uh pretty soon we're gonna change we're gonna like migrate this show to its own channel so be on the lookout Yay. for that so
3: yes because
0: be- because because it's it's been told to me that some people don't know how to spell black rot and it's just confusing i understand i understand and it's and, and i'm pretty sure it's like hey yo check out should i play that and like oh is it should i play that on twitch no it's uh is ssj Blackerot? And they're like, black what what? Best name, D- best name. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: you know how many times I have to explain that to someone or t- attempt to, and See- by the end, their eyes are just completely glazed over. <laughs> like, Listen, okay. okay. So-, so on the
2: stream, on the stream right before this, I was like, I, I, I put that in there because my buddy was like, oh, what are you doing? I'm, uh, I'm like, oh, we're doing this podcast. My buddy's channel, blah, blah. And he's and I said it and because he's like he's like forty something and I guess never watched Dragon Ball or whatever so he like he didn't like get it he was like black carrot I'm like, well no, yes, dude. Like.
0: but no <laughs> <laughs> See, so like for for me there's there's a lot of that when I'm explaining the name there's a lot of like like pure confusion which I, I get. I think
2: it's genius. I knew exactly what it was, but that's also, but, you know, but that's we're, the thing. We're, we're uh-huh. on the, same age. the
0: the few the few people that get it, like the joy that I see in their eyes when they're like, "Wait a minute, that's really clever." It mm-hmm. it it makes, it makes it worth it. But for the sake of the show, for simplicity, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to make some changes. We're going to make some fixes. Sounds good. So cool. all, so all that's coming soon. Um, also working on some like other projects, working on some collabs with people. So, uh, it's a good, it's a good time to be a content creator. I just want to say that. So once again, like shout out to to everyone that supports, like the, the support has been real. The support is like, yeah, you got to talk about like my drive. Like you guys give me my drive, like just all of it. Like, like seeing the shares, seeing the comments, seeing like just the interaction. Like I, like that's, that's my energy. Like that, like I'm like, like that's my spirit bomb. Like I'm, I'm charging a spirit bomb and that is the energy that I need to, uh, to defeat Kid Buu and uh y'all are y'all are giving it to me and i love right, it we go. we've gone too far let's start the show <laughs> <laughs> so so with that once again follow us on all our stuff and uh we we appreciate the love oh and i forgot about this last week this is i, I promise yeah. you guys this is the last one this is the last thing and then we'll start the show mm-hmm. but shot well, two things i lied Alright, so but it's, it's, it's in the same boat. It's in the same we're in the same we're in the same harbor. Is all right, so shout out and she's in the chat right now. Shout out to Katie Clism. Shout out to Katie. Last episode dropping the uh, the gifted subs. when I'm talking about, you know, support and like that's a that's a that's a real friend. I I I really appreciate that. I appreciate the love and and all of that like it 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 goes straight back into this so like you know if you guys want to see uh transitions if you want to see if if y'all want to give me a break because every single transition every single video like all that stuff all that back end stuff is, is 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 done by your, your homie who's also hosting the show and also keeping y'all entertained so please <laughs> please i i want to hire help but to hire help you know it's 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 a process so just just letting y'all know that like any any donations that we do get goes into that and i just want to make the best show for you guys because uh yo we're gonna go somewhere we're we are going places and i'm just excited so once again shout out to katie um and and y'all in the chat and then also everywhere in the world wherever you're listening to this i want y'all to say happy birthday to katie because it's all her birth her birthday's coming up hey happy what? birthday so happy shout out birthday. so where so so shout out to katie Really appreciate you. And now and now it's time to start the show. So with that Herb, what's going on, my man? How's it going? <laughs> um I'm feeling pretty good.
2: Uh <laughs> I've got a big trip coming up here soon. I gotta go visit Ooh. some family out west. So I'm okay. looking forward to that. Uh, I've been playing a lot of games. Um like so much. I mean as always. I'm not gonna go as far as I did last the last time I was on um but i'm always happy to be here uh and it's like starting to get really hot outside and so i've been going out and doing some stuff getting some sun getting some pool time it's been like it's it's been like good to feel better after being inside for so long um all it takes is a little bit of sun and water for real we are we are plants with 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 mouse that's it um but yeah uh if I have to like are you asking me what I'm playing right now?
0: Oh, I mean every,
2: everything it was it was all, 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 all <laughs> encompassing <all> just <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, okay. First off, Guilty Gear Strive. Like Ooh. nonstop, like all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh it's fantastic, it's amazing. If you like fighting games, you need to play Guilty Gear Strive. If you don't like fighting games, you need to play Guilty Gear Strive. Mm. Uh it uh it looks incredible, it plays incredible. Um and The infrastructure, the loading times, the netcode make other fighters kind of look like, "What are y'all doing?" Like, they need to, people need to take notes from Guilty Gear, from Arc Systems. They know exactly what they're doing. Uh, Watching just a battle of Guilty Gear, even if you, even if you don't know the deep mechanics, just watching a battle, just witnessing one is like, literally watching an anime. Um, And there's lots of anime fighters out there, but not the way this one pulls it together. Not not the way that it does it. yeah i haven't even done story mode yet which is apparently an entire anime um i've just been playing online matches but it's been fucking fantastic
3: (laughs) yeah Uh, i I can't wait to get into this one uh the only reason why i haven't purchased it yet is because i'm I'm playing a lot of things uh at the moment but i cannot wait to purchase this
2: yeah i mean i mean don't get me wrong you know fighting games especially one this serious uh are like things that you're either into it or you're not. It's yeah. hard to, like, just pick up a fighting game and just get into it if you're not going to, like, put a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say that from experience because I play a bunch of different ones so much that I never really get great at any one of them. Mm. Um, but, you know, the benefit is that I can pick up just about whatever fighting game and be decent. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But this is one of those things where I, I've just, I, Guilty Gear has been a favorite for 20 years. I mean, the, the whole thing started with the one guy who basically did all the music, designed all the characters, uh, and assembled a team to make the rest of the game. Uh, it was all his vision entirely. He was inspired by Darkstalkers and games like that. Um, obviously a Street Fighter fan. And it's just, I, I, this, this is one of those things that like, you thought it was just gonna be like one entry in the 90s and just this passion project, and it would just go away. And now it is transformed into this entire empire um, of arc systems uh, fighting games. Like like guilty Gear is what spawned all of the other ones. So it's really really cool to see it come this far. It's it's absolutely gorgeous. Every moment in it is like a fluid anime. It's just it's just beautiful and awesome. The characters are so wild, and. Um, it's, like, slower than older Guilty Gear, but I don't think that's really a bad thing. Um, they changed some of the moves, and maybe some of it is a little simplified, but I don't think that's a bad thing. If, if, yeah. if it means more people are going to play it, then hell yeah, you know? Yeah,
3: yeah. I didn't get that feeling at all, like, when I, um, like, I mean, I, I agree with you. Like, this, this slower pace doesn't affect the gameplay at all, just from my time with the beta. Uh, it, game plays wonderfully, like a dream, yeah. uh, especially online.
2: And everything just looks sharper, uh, mm-hmm. easier to notice. I like the big numbers. I like the big counter and the, the big combo numbers that build up. It really, it really feels flashy. It feels over the top and, and refined and beautiful. And that's, you know, like watching the entire journey of Guilty Gear lead up to this is really nice. Yeah. Um, obviously, we want more stages, we want more characters, but there's already five announced for the DLC so that's pretty cool and um and my two mains are already in it so that's nice that's fine so they announced they announced like the whole character pass roster or whatever yeah somebody came in my chat on monday and said them all and i can't remember all of them but i'm sure it's somewhere um with a quick search but yeah five five new characters and jam is one of them
3: oh okay i do remember
2: jam yeah the, the the waitress with the plates you know yeah um my my main is always Faust or May Faust or May
3: mm, okay uh, and
2: they're both already in this so like I'm, as far as that goes I'm happy like I'm, yeah. I'm happy even without DLC uh, but obviously more stages and stuff would be nice um, the tutorial is pretty damn good, but somehow it's actually not as robust as the one in Xard um, but the online's way better and just just when you. Like okay, if you were to put this game side by side with like Tekken Seven or Street Fighter Five, since those are the big fighters right now, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you loaded up a match and you played a few rounds, the time it would take you to to like to load and play like on PS Four, just for example, the time it would take you to load and play matches of Tekken Seven or Street Fighter Five, you could play like two or three matches in that time that it takes to play one. Based on just like how the game wor- like runs and and plays and loads and it's just one of those things where I know it's two D sprites, um, well it's not technically actually, but yeah, I, I know it's not quite as you know I guess load worthy as Tekken or Street Fighter, mm-hmm. but it's just one of those things where after playing, you know, a few hours of this, it's like wow, if you if you were to switch back to one of those fighting games. It would feel so slow in comparison. Not that the fighting is slower; that the game, the gameplay once you're in it is slow. It's just the entire journey to get there. It just takes so much longer with Street Fighter and Tekken. And I know that seems like a small thing, but when you're playing fighting games, I want my rematch to be like, like instantly, like on it, like the, exactly. You didn't have to yeah. wait. Like that was the arcade. You put the quarter in, you press the button, it just goes. You know. Mm-hmm. And so, Guilty Gear. You can tell these people love fighting games. You can tell they know exactly what they're doing. Um, they are masters at it and uh yeah i could i could go on it's it's fantastic like if you've ever enjoyed fighting games play this and even if you haven't i think it's a good place to start because the tutorial is really good um and really i mean it's just one of those things that even if you don't know what you're doing it is a blast just to watch and to Mm -hmm.
3: play absolutely
0: yeah i was gonna say that's 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 how i am like i've always like admired this franchise from like afar yeah but i mean i mean i it i like, i really want to get into it but i i, I don't think after getting like destroyed in uh was it dragon ball fighters because this mm-hmm. is it, it, i know it's not the same type of game but like it's, yeah. it's, it's 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 made by the same people right yeah yeah so yeah, yeah i don't know like, I, mean, I mean, it has a
2: similar flow, but it's not 3v3, thankfully.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like,
1: I,
3: I, I, I mean, DB Fighters has more DNA shared with Marvel than this yeah. to me. Okay. Um, this so is I like Darkstalkers. Really
2: if Darkstalkers had, like, evolved and not, like, died off, that, I mean, Guilty Gear basically was, was kind of a Darkstalkers alternative mm-hmm. um, in, like, 97 or 98, whenever it drops. Um, but, but I think it. The characters, the battle system, the options you have are what make it so neat, so unique. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody has like multiple jumps. Everybody can air block. Everybody can do this thing where you block, but while you're blocking, you hold X and Square, and it makes like a, a force field around you. And as long as you have meter, you cannot be hurt at all. Like no block damage. So, you know, that's just one of those things where like in most fighting games that doesn't exist. So in this game, you can just eat like an entire super, and it's no big deal. Like no no penalty. <laughs> yeah. Um (laughs) as long as you have meter, so it's it's just there's a lot more options there's a lot of stuff going on a lot of characters have like summons and things so it's not just you fighting with your own body it's like you sending out your minions to go fight them or you creating you know teleported swords to diagonally slice someone across the screen or something it's like it's it's like each character really really feels drastically unique and um i think that's what's always given this game an edge other than its presentation uh is that every character plays completely different there's no like there's no like Ryu and Ken there's no Mm. there's no shadow version there's no like stronger or faster version every single person plays completely different Um, which I guess could be intimidating but um but I think it's neat because it really lets you find exactly the kind of fighter that you want you know to have without an equivalent
0: you know everybody and, and somehow it still stays balanced which is very hard for fighting games. And I was gonna say, yeah, because like I like for me specifically, like I love grapple characters. So like yeah. if you could if you could give me a, a grapple character that can like still stand up to like other types of characters and like it you know, like people love zoning out grapplers. Like that's that's how you beat grapplers. But yeah, yeah. If if you could give me a character that has like a good solid defense against projectiles, oh man, that's scary.
2: So so Potemkin is your guy. <laughs> Potemkin can, can, like, fall from a, from wherever on the screen, and it knocks the other person down as long as they're not jumping. So, like, you can just, if someone's Hadouken blasting you, you can just keep falling and knocking them over, and then while they're getting up, you can, like, rush over to them and do shit. Um, he's really good, uh, and, and and on the screen right now is the, 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 there's two new characters so far. There's Giovanna, and there's Nagaruyuki, and Nagaryuki is amazing. Uh, uh, like, total just vampire with with vampire samurai and he has this thing where every time you do certain moves it builds up a blood meter and once that pops you then have unfortunately your health starts declining but you also have like way stronger moves and much more range so it's all about managing when you pop it and then making the most of it while you're in that mode before you have to go back again Mm. um and it's just it's just really cool I, I i i love that it has evolved this far i really didn't think it was a fighter that was gonna last like you know after the 2000s necessarily because because really when you look at the sales and when you look at popularity street fighter and Tekken are like way up here
1: right, right. guilty
2: gear is still one of those things that it's like unless you're into fighting games most mm-hmm. people are like guilty what what's that like i've right. never heard of that yeah um and this is their answer. This is their sort of like mainstream effort uh, to, to finally get people into it that didn't know. And I, I really think that's good. I think more people should get into it. I think Capcom and Namco, Namco should take notes uh, as far as how they structure their game, how the online works. Um, the lobbies are like way better now. It, it, it definitely is not as glitchy or weird as it was. Um, the interface of it is still a little strange, I guess, but I'm like whatever (laughs) rollback code,
3: fine i feel like i feel like that's really uh that's really generous of you to say that it's just weird i feel like that thing is so fucking bizarre it is bizarre (laughs)
2: it is bizarre yeah Yeah. i feel like i've gotten used to it and compared to the beta it's not like as as like glitchy like like it seems to just like work well okay um but yeah yeah like understanding like having an avatar and like where to stand and like where to ready right is weird if you've if you if you're coming into this game for the first time for sure for sure. Mm. Um, but yeah, so lots of Guilty Gear. Um, also, uh, Virtue Fighter Five. Um, nice. It's a ten year old game, but holy shit, they remade it uh, yet again, and <laughs> it is free on PS4. And I'm like, I've I've been playing it all week. I've met a lot of streamers that play it, and wow, y'all like Virtue Fighter is. Like, like, okay, Guilty Gear is the is the hardcore sort of Darkstalkers sort of thing in the sense that, you know, air blocking to multiple jumps and lots of options. Virtua Fighter is like the the hardcore 3D fighting game with no frills, no fireball, yeah, yeah. no weapons. It's like hard-ass core. Like, watching high-level play of this is just mind-boggling that it's only with three yeah. buttons. Um, yeah, yeah. It's it's uh
3: it's your favorite fighting game players favorite fighting game I feel like like it's 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 everything yeah. I feel like in my opinion I think I said this the other week when I talked about it but it is like the hands down in my opinion the the best three D fighter uh, ever like I think the yeah. series is just spectacular in and all
2: again just again comparing it to you know fighters right now like top tier, Tekken and mm-hmm. Street Fighter it. Loads blazingly fast. I know it's a remake. I know it's just you know, but it's worth noting that it's uh, it's in the uh, Yakuza engine, the Dragon engine, and mm-hmm. it's completely rebuilt from the ground up. So it's not like they just copied and pasted it. They built this game from scratch. Uh, it runs super well. Everybody looks amazing in it. Uh, it uh, it's free, and then if you spend ten bucks, you get like two thousand plus DC DLC parts. So. Uh, for for essentially the entirety of its DLC is ten bucks, and I'm like, that's fair. Yeah. Um, especially for a ten year old game, I'm glad they didn't try to pull some like, we're gonna charge fifty bucks for this. Like, no, they were just like, hey, it's free, and if you want to support this and see a Virtua Fighter six, ten bucks, there you go. Um, and I think that's that's very very reasonable. Um, it's it's definitely one of those things where if you learn this, it would probably make your whole three D fighting game, like, skills level up. Like, if you, if you start getting good at this, you're automatically going to get better at Soul Calibur and Tekken because all of it mm-hmm. transla- translates over in the same way that learning Street Fighter translates over to Guilty Gear and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think watching Virtual Fighter, at first, especially if you haven't played a lot of it, it might seem kind of like it's not that flashy, it's not that crazy. Right. But once you, like, get into it and you see just how many options you have and how different each match can, can end up, Watching people like succeed and do well in this game yeah. is like whoa. You yeah, know? Like, like, it's like watching like a like you know two boxing champs.
3: Yeah, I was about to say it's it's just like watching real life martial arts. In yeah. my opinion, like I mean the moves, a lot of the stuff in this game are it's based on real like fighting styles, like things yeah. that you can actually do um outside of some of the kage stuff (laughs) uh but but i mean it's it's really neat just to watch high level play like you said um and everything in this brand new engine just looks so crisp and clean um the animations look so smooth i think they redid some of those um yeah and it's it's awesome yeah
2: and just you know really if people support this and they play it which Mm -hmm. you know even just looking on instagram today when you tag like tekken right it's like millions of tags when you tag virtue fighter 5 it's like thousands of tags so outside of japan it's probably never going to be like that big but there are lots of people playing it on twitch right now just like streaming and looking for matches uh i have zero it's been zero problems finding a match whatsoever you hit quick match and you instantly have someone you can train in between matches just like tekken uh, there's a great training mode in this as well that teaches you how to do everything, uh, and you know if enough people spend like the measly ten bucks for DLC, they'll make a Virtua Fighter 6. So, uh, yeah, I've been playing a lot of this, and it's just it's just great. It feels good. I've I've been playing since Virtua Fighter 1, and compared to that, this has been like, you know, like Guilty Gear. It's really amazing to see the entire journey. It's it, this one is so beautiful and so fast. It's like. It's like, wow, they really, really upgraded it after all this time, you know? Um, So, yeah, I've been playing those, too. Uh, And then I'm not going to, like, list all these games, but I guess I wanted to pick a few. Yeah. Because it's kind of a lot. (laughs) So I don't want to, I don't need to go into all of them. Um, uh, Okay, so another game, I've talked about it before, but I'm nearing the end of it, and... Uh, This is uh, well. First, I want to talk about East Eight. Is the game I want to talk about. Um, I'm like ninety percent into this game. Uh, I only have a little bit more before I'm done, and I just have to put it out there that if you've never played an East game, uh, I really highly suggest it. If you like Zelda, if you like Dynasty Warriors, if you like uh, God of War, because it has all of those things in it. it is essentially the premier action RPG like franchise. It's just again like Virtua Fighter. It's not that big of a deal in America, but in Japan, it's up there with Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy. Um, and Eight has been like just an absolute joy to play. Uh, I. It's one of those things that. It's like the big game that I'm playing right now, you know, and then once that's over, then I'll move over to another big game. And when I say big game, I mean the game that I play when I'm usually not streaming, when I have some time to myself and I just need to like go into a game and just zen, this is the game Um, for the past several months because I I haven't really binged it very hard. I've just been kind of playing when I can. Um, It's super, super fast. You have uh, three people on you at all times that you can switch to on the fly uh it's it's uh, you're, you're basically you're shipwrecked on an island and your entire task is just to find all of the survivors build a camp and then build a boat and then get off. but all this crazy shit happens that's very very anime uh, everything from a pirate ghost ship to time travel to a giant ocean creature to a serial killer etc 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 it goes it goes way off in every anime direction possible um, it has all these systems going on in it so uh, it's it's real-time battling. Uh, it's very, very fast. You can double jump, you can dodge, and you can block. And when you dodge and block right on a hit, it, it goes into this, like, slow-motion parry mode, and you can use that to exploit bosses and get, like, crazy combos and damage. Hmm. Um, every single skill you use is mapped to one of the four buttons, and each of those can level up. Each of your weapons can level up. Uh, uh, you can... Um, you start building this sort of like village on this island and each new person that you find is not just an NPC to talk to, but a service provided for the village. So you meet a tailor and a chef and a doctor and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And what I really like about it is that I'm usually the kind of gamer that I'm not going to say I skip cutscenes, but (laughs) for me, the gameplay comes first. It does. So this is one of the few games that I've really, really enjoyed the story. Like, You're shipwrecked, and you really get to know every character because uh, your character has an affinity sort of rating, uh, a a reputation score. And your reputation needs to be over 150 to get a good ending. So talking with each of the characters, they each have an individual affinity, and each will give you specific gifts at different points of the game, and you find and buy gifts for them. Uh, you can farm. There's, like, a whole gardening system where you can create uh, opportunities to constantly go back and, like, farm veggies and stuff to, to make for recipes. You can cook stuff just like in Breath of the Wild, and there's all this whole cooking system. You can go fishing, and each of the characters has a different sc- skill in how they fish and what they can find. Um, it's, like, there's so much to this game. It's, like, it's like Breath of the Wild, but... You know each each like uh not room but each each time you run like you've seen in the video a couple times you run and you'll find like borders to areas each Mm -hmm. area has like okay this amount of items or this amount of things to find or you know this special enemy or this special quest in that in that section and then as opposed to like one entirely open world but when you look at the map the map is i mean it's basically breath of the wild or like just cause three size it's it's pretty fucking huge and at some point in the game you find uh, you find the title character uh, Donna and uh, she is able to travel between the present day and thousands of years ago and so the map is essentially twice uh, because you play a lot of the game in the past and she has completely different moves and like and she has like her own forms and stuff Um, I really like the enemy designs the bosses are fucking epic one boss uh last week took me 45 minutes to beat oh uh, and, and <laughs> dodging him perfectly and and just getting everything to where I, I didn't run out of potions and i didn't run out of whatever it was like
3: oh so that was you playing well
2: yeah yeah i mean it's, okay. it's like it's it's hard and and there's uh there's five levels of difficulty i'm playing i'm playing on hard but they, it goes up to like inferno and i don't even want to like i don't even want to like know um, the name is is East East Eight. It's 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 weirdly pronounced. I know it's Y S. If you've ever seen that game series, it's Y S. East has been just for a little backstory. East has been going since nineteen eighty seven, um, and I used to play it. Uh, I played East One and Two. It was on like the TurboGraphic CD thing, and I had a friend in the neighborhood that like had it, uh, and it was the sickest thing ever because graphically it looked like Zelda, but Back in the day, CD games, the, the benefit was that it had full motion video cutscenes. Uh, so imagine like, you know, playing Link to the Past, right? And then at your friend's house, he's playing another action RPG with full motion video cutscenes and a full, full actual like Red Book music, not like MIDI shit. It was like actual like instruments. And this was like in like 1992 or 93. So it was hmm. kind of like mind blowing at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, uh East has really never made that big of a splash in America and I think that's a yeah. shame because the localization's good, the dialogue's like pretty funny and clever. You have a lot of different choices you can make in conversations. Um it's it's very very anime, so
0: Yeah, cuz I mean, uh, for our audio listeners what? like earlier um <laughs> yeah. I think James James saw my reaction. Yeah, this, I saw the whole thing. <laughs> this game this game is very anime and Oh yeah. Um,
1: the hot tub. To- I mean the, the whole, hot the whole yeah, like
0: the whole hot springs thing. Like, <laughs>
1: <Yep>. what? <laughs> yep, yep. So he was ready to die, bro. It like,
0: oh, was over. <laughs> and, and and all of this was in front of like a like right in front of a so, boss fight. It looked ca- like.
3: Ca- can you explain what happened there?
0: So the, I guess I guess the the main character uh, whoever's playing was like you know fighting monsters, and I guess he he found this this girl at a hot spring, which I, I guess they already knew each other, but like. She tried to attack him. He uh, parried it and like knocked her sword away, and then her towel fell, and <laughs> yeah. and, and cut straight into a boss fight, not between yeah, her. Yeah, that but was weird. Going going straight into like a monster fight. I yeah, let's. Uh, oh. I was I was a little. I was like, hearing
3: you hearing you talk about this game. It almost reminds me of like the the anti yakuza in a way like the like the the yakuza in another dimension like Wait, if right. it never blew up with zero like because yeah, it, yeah if yakuza was like was much more colorful and animated like right, you know, right. like the
2: one piece of yakuza like that right. like you know? like
3: literal anime uh because yeah, yakuza yeah. is is very anime and you wouldn't expect it if like you just because I mean, I was I was watching the trailer for during the conference. They were talking about Yakuza Seven being on Game Pass now, and and I was watching it, and somebody said, like saw it, and they were like, "Huh, don't you play those games? Like, isn't that don't you say that that's wacky? That doesn't look wacky at all. Like that actually looks really fucking serious." And I was like, yeah. "Well, I can't explain ca- this to you right it's now." So you, so you
0: <laughs> hit up karaoke exactly until you, yeah, exactly. Right. Until you Get hear out the, the story. the dating, the dating sims <laughs> yeah, right
3: yeah so that's what that's exactly what this game sounds like to me or um, and it's kind of sad that it hasn't like really taken off like that cuz like, all i hear is like really good things
2: yeah like, like like all i'm saying is this game is probably i've seen it on sale for like 12 bucks or even 8 bucks on steam the pc version is like the premier version they uh they upgraded mm. it with full 60 frames per second and mm. upgraded all the textures Nice. Um, I'm playing it on PS4 right now. I think it was only like $12. Um, honestly, if you like games where it's, if you like action RPGs, you know, Persona f- f- uh, 5 Strikers is very similar. Devil May Cry is similar. Uh, old school God of War is similar. Um, it has a lot of things in common with those, but wrap that in all of the systems and layers of the hottest RPGs out there. Because um, there's all that too. The conversations, the fishing, the item management, the cooking. Uh, the relationships, like, there's there's, there's so much going on here, um, and it's just a blast to play. Also, a lot of the music is uh, Yuzo Kashiro of Streets of Rage Frame, so a lot of the music really fucking rocks. Um, and, you know, uh, the interesting thing is that it's not really a PS4 game. It was a Vita game, and it got ported and upgraded and updated. Uh, so, you know, like seen from this video i think it still looks really good but when you play it you can definitely tell that like you know it's not like from the past two years i think it's a good life right, four right. Years old or something mm-hmm. um but i think what they've done with it is great and um yeah just saying if you've ever had an interest in action rpgs or you just want something that's kind of like zelda but more action and more crazy bosses or you like monster hunter but you don't want to really fuck with a squad or have to have to actually get other human players and you just want a nice good single-player story. Um, I've really enjoyed this and and you really get to know the villagers by the end of it. I mean, you feel like you actually spent months getting to know these characters Um, and there's just like an exhausting amount of content. When I say I'm 90% done, that's 90% map completion. That's not like all the fish, all the areas, all the loot, everything else. It's like Um, Japanese
3: Assassin's Creed. (laughs)
2: yeah 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 and i'm i'm uh, just for reference i'm 90 percent done with the map and i'm 70 hours in oh and i would God. say
3: i'm probably
2: 60 50 actually done with the game itself like all the stuff in it you know that's nuts so that so. sounds
3: like that's the longest game i think you've come on this show and talked about like that you've played because yeah. you, you usually don't play games for that long right well last
2: last year i went through breath of the wild as well uh, and I did 200 hours in that. But, okay. and, but yeah, in general, I like quicker experiences. But, but that's, what, that's what I was talking about when I'm talking about like this is the big yeah. game I'm playing. Yeah. Usually every year I'll go through maybe two or three big games while I'm playing a bunch of smaller stuff, you know? Gotcha. Uh, so this, is, this has been that. And I'm almost done with it, but I almost don't want it to end because it's just been so good. Um, it, it, it's just like, it's just a very, very satisfying game. These people understand game feel. Uh, also, just little things I like. Any RPG that lets you click one button, uh, auto auto scroll text on and off is genius. <laughs> like yes. you can just like, you know, have it have it just do the dialogue for you. And then if you know if one of the bears comes in the room and has to talk to me, I can just click it real quick and put that on pause. You know, yeah. and then I don't skip anything. I don't miss anything. But I also don't have to press X at every single dialogue. Right. And there's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so um. So yeah. East, East 8's it's amazing, um, and then uh, I mean I,
0: I I don't know I should I how much how much how far can I go, Chris? <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say I mean you you always give like really good recommendations and I'm actually like still in the middle of uh, editing all right, all right. like the like last like so so y'all um, okay so game, what? game game master Herb he has like the uh, was it the five do- five games under five dollars that he does on his mm-hmm. channel on Wednesdays um check it out because so far like all these games that you've, you know, recommended have been like a one been great games games that i've Thank either you. heard of or the games that you like you put me on i'm like yo this for for less than less than five dollars less than a big mac less than a a, a, a double quarter powder with cheese sign <laughs> yeah. me up so yeah Thumbs um up. all right so Let's get it
2: recently i was part of a uh of a um basically a stream uh, my friend uh, slime bubble she's a dj in new york and she did she got like a bunch of dj's together and did a stream event called uh summer Recarm. uh and basically it was like a love letter and 12 hour stream dedicated to jrpgs so it was a whole thing it was amazing it was great uh like they had like 15 DJs come on and play remixes of, you know, Final Fantasy, Persona, and all this stuff. And at the end of it, she was like, do you want to come on and play games? And I said, sure. So the first game I played, because I wanted to do RPGs, is a game called Half Minute Hero. Nice. Um, nice. And this has been out for years now. It was on PS3. It's on the Vita. Um, I really, really love this game. Um, It's kind of hard to describe, but it's like, imagine... A whole team of people that really like rpgs but got tired of like all the waiting that happens in rpgs so they decided to make a game where your task is to play the rpg as fast as possible before getting the game over Hmm. um over and over and over again in almost like a groundhog day kind of loop uh it's it's really bizarre um basically uh, the story is incredibly self-aware of itself it knows exactly what it is you are literally hero People in it are called woman or doctor, and they say lots of nonsensical things. Um, but in each area, like that's the first area, uh, you basically have, you basically have 60 seconds at all times to grind yourself up, buy the item you need, get whatever you need to get in the town, talk to whoever, and defeat the boss. You have 60 seconds to do that in each area, but. Every time you grind, you get money, and you can use that money to buy more items or reset the time. And each time you reset the time, it gets more expensive. So the first time it's 100 mm-hmm. coins, and then it's 200, and then it's 300, and so on hmm. and so forth. So the whole thing is essentially about speed running an RPG. Um, and all the battling is kind of like auto battle. Like, it just happens. But you have to decide when to heal yourself. You have to decide when to go to the town, what what items to have, all that stuff. Um, it's a really interesting game loop. and each time you do it, um you essentially and I, I misspoke it's not even sixty seconds. It's thirty seconds, of thirty course. seconds. yeah, 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 but you can reset it over and over for a price. And you know, it's all about managing your use of time in increasingly hilarious and ridiculous RPG trope situations. It's mm. like it's almost like it's almost like these people were like, well, what if we just like, took every RPG and squeezed it into this weird, like, almost, like, timed minigame. So, like, right there in the video, he has only a few seconds to go defeat this boss. uh, And, like, if you don't, it's like, you're doomed and you lose and you have to do the whole area over again. Um, But anyway, it's just, it's got a great, irreverent sense of humor. Mm -hmm. If you've ever liked RPGs, especially any turn-based game, um, this game will make you laugh. Uh, it's one of those things where after you defeat each area, like, credits roll and the game's, like, over, and it's like, next time on Hero 30, blah, 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 and then you go to the next area, and it's just, like, I don't know, I just love the, the charm that it has, you can tell these people really loved making it, um, I wish this would come back in a mobile form, or be on Switch, or ported, or something, like, the idea that they're doing here with this thing is genius, and of course it's an Atlas game so of course it's weird and bizarre and also genius
3: yeah yeah i played a little bit of this um everything you said is correct i
2: love this thing cool um but yeah so i i played that and had a blast and the chat loved it because they'd never really seen anything like it and to be yeah. honest i don't think there's anything like it ever
0: yeah, yeah. but um i'm actually but surprised yeah. this isn't on the phone because i i would instantly download this and play this it would make a really
2: good phone game, actually. Yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. it's funny playing it now, like ten years later, because when it came out, it was like a PS3 little indie mm-hmm. drop, um, or or not even it was it was a PSP. It was what do they used to call those? It was like oh, was
1: it PSP, right?
2: Yeah, but PSP like had like games on its store, and they had like a like um, they had like a term for those indie games. It it's was like... like a PSP like. What was it? Mini's? Mini. Yeah. Mini's yeah. like the
0: first thing that popped up in my head, I think. Is right, the... it was
2: like it was like DSiWare, but like Sony's version of that. Mm-hmm. And only, only like so many games got released for that, and a lot of them were like really, really good. Uh, Everyday Shooter was another one. Oh, um, okay. okay. You know what I mean? Like, like there were just like these really cool bite-sized ideas, and yeah. I just, I'm very compelled by stuff like this. Like, like, you know, there's a million RPGs out there, and these people decided to break their own fourth wall by stuffing an RPG into this other game, and like, and the game knows it, you know, and it's just like, it's so rare to come across that kind of like irreverence. Most games take everything so seriously, and this one just doesn't. (laughs) Uh, So, so yeah, that, that game has been amazing. Um, It was really nice to dip into it again. I didn't want to put it down when I was doing this stream. Um, So yeah, uh, and then, um, well, uh, I guess... <laughs> There's a lot of games here I could talk about. Um, I want to talk about a game called uh, 1979 Revolution. Yes, yeah, I wanna talked wanna about this about before, it. and uh, maybe we talked about it on here. But I, I think, think we did. Think... I think we did. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I don't mean to like double it down. No, talk it, about it again. I think it's really important that everybody see this game. Uh, if you like Life is Strange, mm-hmm. if you like Telltale Games, uh, if you like Heavy Rain and Detroit Become Human and stuff like that. Um, I think this game is really awesome. It's about the uh, the late '70s, uh, the Iranian Iranian uh, Revolution, and about a young journalist who returns to Iran to kind of like see what the hell is going on um, after you know hearing things in the news, and he finds his family and all of his friends resisting uh, uh, the government and right. his experiences during that. Uh, there's a lot of different choices you can make, and the whole the first 10 minutes is you're like being interrogated and tortured by this guy in like a room, and you have to make the right decisions before he kills you. Um, and you know, just spoilers, but it's like literally the first thing you do. Um, you make you meet a lot of different people in it. It has uh, some really uh, nifty control ideas in terms of how you interact with with everything. Um, lots of quick time events, you know, as those games go. But I think they're handled really well, and there are a lot of different choices and a lot of uh, seemingly different paths, at least in conversation. Um, You can drastically change how things turn out, although uh, I've only seen one of the endings. Um, But I just, I really liked it. Uh, The motion capture is really good. The voice acting is really good. And it's one of those things that like, I played this last year for a little while, and it, in so many ways, it mirrored exactly what was going on after uh, George Floyd. Um, mm-hmm. and, and everything that was happening in Atlanta in the streets, and all over the country, and all over the world, really, uh, and, and stuff that's still happening. It mirrored that very, very closely, and I just feel like f- so few games are able to tackle this, this subject um, at all, and if they do, do it well, and especially from an indie studio, um, all the stuff that happened in this is all historically correct. All the people that it involves are like true story, real life shit, Um, The guy who directed it uh, remembers being a kid uh, in Iran and and a lot of these events happening and, and, you know, um, him kind of being there firsthand to see all that. Um, And I think, you know, I just think we can learn a lot from history, especially in terms of protest and, you know, (laughs) those moments in, in, in history where the people have had enough and they decide to fight back and do something about it. I think we have to keep looking back at those and kind of learn from them uh, if we
3: are to if we are to make any change whatsoever. Yeah. I mean one might just look at the news right now and see what's going on in Iran. That's yeah. might be kind of relevant. Yeah. Yeah, seriously.
2: <laughs> um but yeah I, I just I really enjoyed this. Um I paid, no joke, I think it was like three dollars and I think uh even at like let's say ten or fifteen, I think it's really well made. If you like again, if you like Life is Strange, uh uh The Wolf Among Us, any of that stuff, Detroit Become Human, Heavy Rain. Um, I, you know, maybe it's not quite the production value of Heavy Rain or Detroit Become Human, but for, for the price that they were asking and for the, you know, for the fact that it's like a very small game studio who doesn't have a ton of experience, like, I think this turned out really, really well. Um, it's very hard to get this kind of game right and have it be believable and have you actually care about characters and stuff like this without it feeling hokey, um, and it doesn't at all. It feels it feels great. You're like immediately in the first ten minutes, you're in it, and you're making decisions, and you're realizing that each decision really does lead you into a different sort of corridor of the of the story. Um, so it's worth a couple of playthroughs. There's a lot of little hidden collectibles, stuff like that. Um, and I mean, you know, it's it's a serious subject, but I just I just think it's really important that that games. Uh, gaming, you know, is, is, it doesn't stray from discussing things like this. Yep. 100%. Um, It really, it needs to happen more, to be honest. And this one really hit home, especially with everything that was happening last year, um, and continues to happen. So, so yeah, give that a shot. Um, even if you just like, you know, a good, like, movie about revolution, I mean, it's basically like watching a playable movie, you know? (laughs) Um... So yeah, and then um, okay, I'll talk about one more, and then and then we can go. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate y'all being patient. Um, so uh, all right, the game I want to talk about is called Baroque. Uh, this is a game I never hear anyone talk about, and uh, again, I guess I guess I just really like my imports. Um, I ever since like Neo Geo in the '90s, I really uh, started to. Have you know grow an affinity for games that just don't really make a big splash in America because Mm -hmm. Japan gets like all the cool shit like Spoilers gamers out there Japan gets all the best games Um, We don't even get a fraction of what they get the uh, the the if you look at the Saturn library uh, America got 25% of the total Mm -hmm. Saturn library So when people look back at that time and compare it to ps1 and n64 it's really not fair for the American audience at all, because we just didn't get, we didn't even get half the library. Um, One of the games that we didn't get was called Baroque. Uh, It was on the Saturn in the 90s. Um, It's a first person dungeon crawling roguelike kind of game. And this is the remake that they remade on PS2 and Wii uh, around 2008 or seven. I really like this game and it's impossible to to, uh, tell you all the reasons why, but I'm gonna try. Um, so basically, this is another game that's very anime. Basically, you're, uh, you're, you're a character full of tropes. Um, you are literally called in-game the protagonist. You are uh, an amnesiac and a mute as per oh, anime. Right? Right, so you remember right, anything right. that happened and you can't talk, right? So <laughs> you find out uh, that basically you, you know something terrible has happened. Uh, the world around you, it looks like a hellish landscape. And you know that you have sinned and that um, basically you're responsible for part of it, but don't understand why. And so you wake up in this hellish landscape uh, and there's a lot of weird characters everywhere. And one of, them, uh, one of them is this guy called the Archangel. And he basically says, look, uh, you fucked up and the world's fucked up. So I need you to go into this tower behind me and take this angelic rifle and go kill God. He's on the bottom floor uh so <laughs> mbd mbd right and that's it and like you just go in and your first run in is intentionally supposed you're supposed to die um and, but when you die the game isn't really over every time you die it advances the story so whether you actually make it to the bottom floor and shoot the absolute god with this rifle or whether you die it advances the story and then when you get back to this hub world all of the characters uh have different things to tell you and different interactions with you um It's very similar to Dark Souls in the sense that the, like, so much of the game you're not going to, like, understand unless you look it up or unless you talk to people who have played it. Um, And I like that because it's extremely nonlinear. There's a lot of hidden systems going on. And every time you go into the tower, it's randomly generated. Um, And the whole point of the game, the reason it's called Baroque, is uh, basically... Basically, all the characters in the hub world are people that have been sort of, like, twisted and transformed grotesquely by their own, like, selfish sins. And what you're doing is, in this sort of limbo afterworld that this is, you are sort of helping them with their issues so that their souls can pass on. Um, Each of their souls is represented by a crystal, and you're supposed to give that crystal to one of the characters slowly over time. And uh, a Baroque refers to each of the characters' sort of, like, twisted fantasy that keeps them in the state that they're at. Um, There's a lot of, like, philosophical shit going on in this game. Uh, The story is wild, and uh, a lot of the characters speak very candidly and uncensored. it's, I'm not going to say it's the prettiest game ever, but once you realize exactly how much content is in this, it's kind of staggering. Um, each time you go into the tower, it's totally different, but on certain floors are always certain things like a shop or like um, a character that you can throw random items into and it will combine them into other items. Um, and much like Dark Souls, it's about having the right items and knowing how to attack the right person on the right floor when you've talked to the right people to get the right conversation tree or the right cutscene to trigger. Um, and that's how the story advances. Uh, there's lots of bosses in it. Uh, there's some really cool character designs. Most of the characters and enemies are based off tarot cards. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. It's just one of those, it's very old school roguelike in the sense that like you can attack all you want and get status buffs, but also you have a huge inventory and a lot of the game is about throwing your items at enemies either to free up your inventory or to have different things happen to them Um, uh, i i I didn't enjoy this game when i first played it because i had no idea what the fuck i was doing (laughs) but then i looked it up on game facts and this one particular guide turned it from like a very frustrating game to a game that i could not put down Uh, And every couple years since it came out, I go through it again and and play through it all over again. Um, (laughs) The best way to play this nowadays would be on the emulator Dolphin because it plays Wii games. And the Wii version, unlike the PS2 version, is widescreen. So it looks a lot better. Um, I'm just saying, if you like Dark Souls, if you like roguelikes, if you like any game with uh, sort of obtuse... Difficult but rewarding, challenging gameplay like uh, any of the firm software games, Sekiro, Dark Souls, any of those. Um, if you like weird Japanese lore, if you like social commentary on uh, sins and hell and religion and sort of like what our uh, what our guilt and our pride do to us in like a visual form, you know, under the under, under the lens of anime. <laughs> Um, I I just think it's a really neat game. I I recommend it for anybody who likes roguelike games. It's unlike any other roguelike game, but at the same time, it has a lot of things in common with Binding of Isaac, with Fatal Labyrinth, with Mystery Dungeon, any of those games. Um,
3: The comparisons to Dark Souls that you keep making is really interesting to me because the... The thing that, like, I'm pulling from this is the atmosphere. Like, it looks like the atmosphere is just, like, so just palpable and just ripe with dread and uh, fear. And and that's really cool. And the character designs do a lot to, uh, or the art design, does a lot to to enhance that or or really push that along. Uh, And you said that that was great, too. And I can definitely see that here. And it's just, like,
2: there's so many choices you can make with the items that you find. They're constantly throwing items at you, so it's not like you're stranded with your sword and nothing else right you're finding items all the time um and they range from up uh, from so many things and a lot of them are very like everything in it is just bizarre it's it's an atlas game also very very bizarre uh bizarre item choices bizarre bizarre menu readouts bizarre descriptions for things um you have a vitality meter that's constantly going down which is very similar with a lot of roguelikes you have like a hunger meter um and once the vitality meter goes all the way out, your HP starts going down. So it's all about keeping your hunger under control. Um, but the cool thing is, if you're at full vitality or full health and you eat something, it, it increases max. So you have all these choices of like how you want your, your run to go. Um, and usually when I played this game, it's one of those games where each session of gameplay is like a run. So you go into the tower, you make a run, you do what you can do. You come back out of the tower, you go to the hub world, you talk to everyone, make sure you kind of, like, satisfy all of them, get all the items you need, find all the things you have, and then I would usually save it, you know, go to bed and then play another time. Um, but anyway, I, I really enjoy it. It's a very uh, obscure game. Um, I, 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 the, the most bizarre thing is that recently on the Switch uh, in December, they, they ported the original and remastered it. Yeah. The one from the Saturn, so the one that's, like, first-person and all sprite-based. Um, the, the the original one kind of looks like Doom, and this one, hmm. you know, looks more like Dark Souls. I was kind of puzzled that they didn't just remake this one, because it's already kind of uh, uh, revamped in a lot of ways. But, of course, that version already only came out in Japan either way. So Of course. Um, Maybe someday they will bring it to uh, the Switch in America. I would love that. I would I would I to see more people play this would be really cool.
3: Nice. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that, that definitely sounds like up my alley in a lot of ways. So i have definitely, to keep my eye on that one. If
2: you've ever liked a Souls game, just give this a try. Um, especially if you want a little bit more like Japanese culture in your Souls game. Um, not that I mean obviously from software is, is very Japanese, but the, the setting of the Souls games is very, like, sort of... Medieval, yeah, m- medieval,
3: gothic thing. horror. Yeah, 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 yeah. And
2: this one is way more, like, future post-apocalyptic, like, techno-horror kind mm-hmm. of, you know, vibes.
3: Yeah, I'm a big Souls fan, so I'd probably enjoy this. Cool. So, yeah, that's my spiel.
2: <laughs> I've been uh, <laughs> uh, playing these uh, lately and just kind of, you know, drifting between games. Um, I'm really excited about... Various things coming out, and yeah. uh, and I love looking back at libraries, and kind of finding stuff that like really didn't get a lot of love, or really was advanced or ahead of its time, you know.
3: Yeah, and then you could come on the show and tell us all about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I
2: appreciate I appreciate the platform. I'm glad somebody wants to hear. Yes, absolutely. Yes,
3: sir. All
0: right. So next up, uh, James, my man. I, what you uh, what you been playing?
1: So I've been playing a lot of Ratchet to be completely honest, but I feel like everybody's been playing ratchets, so I think we'll wait on that one. Uh, But earlier, yes, (sighs) quite possibly the best looking game I've ever played. Cool. Um, But before we get into that, I picked up a little demo I'd realized it was out called a Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origins, the trial version.
3: What a name. (laughs) That's that's a lot. lot. It's the true
1: Square Enix fashion. You got to do it. (laughs) So uh, this E3, they, d- they debuted a trailer for this game, which is basically Final Fantasy meets Dark Souls, fittingly enough. Um, right. And seeing that at launch, I wasn't really interested because the Soulsborn genre is not really my thing. Um, like, I don't, I've never finished any of the Dark Souls, haven't finished Bloodborne. I probably played that one the most out of all of those games. Um, but I even remember a time playing um, the Star Wars game. Force, not Unleashed.
3: Jedi Order or something like that? Thank you.
1: What? Yeah, Jedi Order. Or Fallen Order or something like that. Fallen Order. Yeah, Fallen Order. Order. One of the Star Wars games, the Souls one. (laughs) And I had a lot of fun with that concept and that style of gameplay in that universe. So Hmm. I was thinking maybe that would just like that style of play works, but it needs a few more tweaks to fit to my palette. And I am surprised and delighted to say that. I think Final Fantasy hit it. Wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Um. So I personally prefer the speedier types of gameplay if y'all haven't caught on by now. Final Fantasy has that in spades. Um. There is a good bit of animation canceling. There are enough systems there that you have like your dodge rolls, your parries, um, your stance changes, um, and then just like your classic Final Fantasy abilities. The three levels of magic between like fire, lightning, air, quake, all that stuff you have pretty immediate access to so if you're familiar with final fantasy you'll you'll slide right into the series um and you end up playing as one main character his name is jack you have two ai controlled uh partners to be fair or just to be honest the ai in this game is pretty trash at least so far my partners have not really contributed much of anything (laughs) besides getting beat up which is fine if you want to be like a spellcaster or someone like that gives you time to charge up your uh your attacks but um, most of the damage in the game falls to you, so it keeps you involved, keeps you on your toes, and it's a lot of fun. Um, as you destroy enemies, you end up picking up uh, different bits of equipment, so you can really change your loadout on the fly, different types of uh, gloves and cowls and weapons and boots and that sort of thing. All of those different things um, influence your stats very much like all Final Fantasy does. So, it feels kind of like a fusion between like Dark Souls gameplay and current gen Final Fantasy. So, like 13, um, 14, no, 13, 15, that sort of combat. So, it's a lot more fast paced, but it still um, punishes you for being reckless, but also rewards you for being um, aggressive. So, their parry system, I think they call it like a soul shield or something like that yeah mm-hmm. as you successfully drop these parries or complete these parries, you gain m p and the m p powers your special abilities. and this goes for warrior classes or um mage classes. So I can have the warrior, for example, um starts out with a great sword, has your basic three hit combo, but you can throw in an r two or heavy attack to vary that last hit to be like a cyclone strike or like a devil may cry style thrust attack or um, even a launcher or something like that and also on that map to that same button is your ability to take advantage of the stagger gauge that each enemy has so like in 13 you hit stagger gauge the enemy takes increased damage they don't move that sort of thing in this game, you break the stagger gauge. You run up, press circle. You get an insta kill, basically. At least for most um, most enemies. Some bosses is not the case, but that rewards you with um, bonus MP. That rewards you with a nice burst that stuns other enemies. Um, so it it's just a really nice ebb and flow system.
3: Yeah, it's like a Th- risk of reward type thing.
1: Yeah, risk reward. Thank you, Roddy. That's the way. And it, it keeps you really engaged, but at the same time it feels very methodical.
3: So I'm enjoying it a lot, honestly, a lot more than I thought I would. Hmm. Okay, yeah, I've I've been playing this as well uh, a little bit, and I I honestly was thinking about you the entire time, James, like, while playing it, I was like, because I knew you had, like, kind of sort of touched this game, and I was like, okay, I don't know, I wasn't confident if you were going to like it, but I had a feeling you might, just because it throws enough Final Fantasy uh, stuff in there that I do think is interesting. I don't know if this game hits for me like it hits for you. Um, I don't think that it's bad. I, in fact, I actually think it's way better than what I expected. I actually walked into the game thinking it was not going to be good. Um, Same. Because I, all I heard was, like, people making fun of it, like, when it was revealed. And I don't think it had a, a great showing, like, when they showed it at the conference. Um, so when I tried it, I was like, mm, it's probably going to be some bullshit, but whatever. Like, it's free. Uh, and so, yeah, there are – I do agree with you about, like, the just the raw – combat potential like I actually think I would I would define it for me as this combat having potential like to be really good and there's some good ideas in there um you explained a lot of that um so I won't rehash that but I maybe speak more to what isn't really working for me as much mm-hmm. um I think all of the dialogue and the character design is actually really bad like to the point <laughs> where it's like to the point where like it distracts me and normally like I can I can you know, set some of that stuff aside. Like if the gameplay is really, really good, um, but it's so in in your face, and and that's maybe some of the the thing too is when you're playing a lot of these Souls-like games or Souls itself, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like your character is uh, is is mostly th- silent, yeah, mostly silent, and so your character is not, and neither are your compatriots, mm-hmm. and and the voice acting is just is is just also not good. It's got this grim, dark aesthetic to it that I just. I don't think really works all that well. Like I think they've sort of experimented with it in Final Fantasy like fifteen, mm-hmm. but that's I what also... it...
1: that's what it I'll feels like. It feels like they're trying to be like that same kind of fifteen kind of banter.
3: Yeah. But well, minus like, a lot 13, of the charm. Exactly, exactly. Like they wanted to do versus thirteen, but like action RPG, and I'm just like, man, I I just it doesn't really work for me. Um well, so, and so it, that's... Oh, go ahead. And like it
2: kinda like I mean it looks great you know if Mm. there had never been like 14 souls and souls like games Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and also if final fantasy 13 and 15 didn't already exist because it's kind of like if you're going to do this then just call it final fantasy 16 because 13 and 15 are so similar in gameplay that this that making this game play like this doesn't necessarily make it feel like a spin-off it just feels like the next final fantasy based on how the last few have gone that was you my thought I mean? like it's like it's kind of like okay well if you're going to do this then just make it the next final fantasy um, i guess i don't i mean you know that's that's like a small quibble but it's just it's it's sort of like it's always weird when companies take a very popular franchise and then they shift genres with it like for seemingly no reason and it's kind of like well, are you just doing this because the Souls games are doing well? Or are you doing this because y- y'all really want to make a Final Fantasy game like this? Mm-hmm. Um, but, again, like most Square games, it looks gorgeous. I mean, I would give this a shot. I'm sure Lucas would dig it. He loves Final Fantasy in general. And he's been playing a lot of Bloodborne. Um, so, I mean, it looks pretty cool. I don't know. But it, but it, it, just from seeing it, it doesn't necessarily look like anything that isn't already, like, available... I guess, um, mm-hmm. and then I'm trying to think. What's the Final Fantasy game that that is years ago? I guess I guess it was Crisis Core mm-hmm. on the Vita. On the sorry, PSP. Yeah, yeah. Which 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 that that gameplay kind of like led to 13. You oh right, right, Where, right, where yeah. it's, it's sort of like it's more real time than it is turn based. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. So okay, so but like I guess my question is like what what sets this apart? What's what's the what's like the thing that's going to make me get this
3: like I mean, how, it, how much how much do you I, like Final Fantasy yeah that's kind of it like I mean it's it it, it does ev- almost every single thing that and, and I hate like bringing it up but that's what these games are deliberately evoking is souls Souls, and and it's like you know down to like how the death system works you know you test the cube you respawn. it's like the campfire basically Mm -hmm. like all the enemies all your health comes back all the all that stuff even down to like even in the trial version there's like several instances where the level design sort of loops back in on itself just like dark souls does Mm -hmm. and Um, they'll point that out now right exactly Mm -hmm. But there was a point you come back to a ladder, and it goes, oh,
1: look, there's a ladder. We can get back there now. Hmm. Right, right. right, exactly. Yes, um, guys, I get it.
3: <laughs> so, I mean, I would also say it's probably accessible. So, I played, like, on the normal version, but they have difficulty settings on this. So, mm-hmm. like, if you're, um, I don't know how, like, how dialed back it is on on casual or easy or whatever they call it. Um, but it I, I presumably is more accessible that way. So, if you're not particularly fond of souls gameplay or you find it very difficult then you know maybe that's helpful Um, but yeah you just like james said earlier like you you have a lot of options um you know similar to that that you would see in a final fantasy like all the different magic types um and even kind of interesting ways you can like turn that around like if uh, one of the fire enemies spits fire you can absorb that Throw it back at the enemy, and actually, if you do that successively, like three times, you actually self-destruct that enemy. And that's um, any fire
1: exposure, actually.
3: Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, Which so that's true. cool. So, so that's stuff cool. like that, where it's like, all right, so you're trying, you are attempting something different. It's like, yes, they ape souls stuff, but like they are doing at least a few things uh, like, different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, it's I think the precision. Like the precision to me, it does. It's not like souls has like probably the most the best precision i've i felt in a combat system right i was gonna say this
2: like just from the way like characters get hit and the way the damage works and then having like rpg menus this reminds me more of what they were trying to do with like uh lords of shadow like yeah. all the 3d castlevanias
3: yeah i'm not sure how james feels about this you could you could let me know uh but for for me this felt um a little more uh sluggish to me um and, and more generous like i think the all the parry stuff and like it's just when i'm when i'm um i don't know how to really explain it but my character feels a little bit lighter and i'm like slower to kind of hit things and it doesn't really feel like it's my equipment or my weapons it feels like just the weight of my character Mm -hmm. and and the hit detection just doesn't feel like when i hit somebody with a big ass two-handed sword and souls like i feel that Mm -hmm. um and i i feel like the stamina i i consume and you know it takes for, for me to like sort of get back into stance and i don't really they sort of get there a little bit but it doesn't feel like i don't get that snap that I get in Souls in this.
1: Right. I would agree with that statement. Um, I mean, I guess the best way to put this is kind of like a dull down Souls,
3: hmm. which
1: is good if you're not huge into Souls, like difficulty right. or that kind of gameplay. I mean, this would be a good entry point. Right, yeah. But I mean, even just like looking at the game, it evokes memories of even Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah, Which yeah, then ties into that same question, Herb, of like, if we're doing this, then what's the next Final Fantasy gonna be like?
0: And that's what I was like. Wait, right, like, it's kind of like Like, the next like Final where Fantasy. You go? Yeah, the next mm-hmm. Final Fantasy, I think 16, it sort of looks just like this. So. Right.
1: Right, but is it gonna play like Remake? Is it gonna play like this? Is it gonna play like 15? Will it be its own style all over again?
3: I feel like it was gonna play like, like this. I think we would have. I heard about that by now I, I don't know if it's gonna be this quite mm-hmm. i i do think that it will go in more of the action territory like more i think seven remake is more of the direction that they'll go in and i'm fine with that i like that combat system quite a bit yeah. um and, and if they want to just do this as its own thing maybe make more spin off titles like i'm actually i'm okay with that if they want to take this this souls-like system morph that into you know other things because this is supposed to be like before final fantasy one Right. So, like, if they want to kind of take that concept into other directions for other games that people really like, like Final Fantasy VI, perhaps, another one of those, like, that might be cool. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. I think this is worth trying out, though. If they start doing turn-based
2: again, like, they really got to, like, pay attention to what uh, Atlas has done with Persona because Persona 5 is, like, like, turn-based games often will kind of... Like I'll get tired of them pretty quick, you know, just the repetition of like the battle music starting over a million times and having to grind and all that stuff. But, but playing Persona 5, it's like, it's like every single moment, every transition, every screen is like gorgeous and incredible and engaging, and you know, it it makes the grind, it makes the turn base never get stale. And I feel like if they're if they're ever gonna do another turn base Final Fantasy. They've really got to turn up like the presentation values because persona is rocking it. I don't know yeah. if you all have played mm-hmm. five, but like, holy shit! Like, yes, oh boy, have we? <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, all one hundred and ten hours.
2: <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. No, and I'll I do it so, again. Like, every every second of it is beautiful. <laughs> like there's 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 no part of it that's boring, you
0: know? Yeah, like I, I hope that this sort of like. I feel like what they're doing right now is that they're sort of uh messing with like the different like I guess styles of gameplay. So like like yeah. you said, there's uh I guess this which is like a slowed down version of like what they did with uh like uh, Final Fantasy fifteen uh mm-hmm. seven remake, and I I feel like those two are faster than this is. So it really falls down to like like your your preference. And like I I agree. Like I, I would love to see an RPG. And I'd love to see a turn based RPG that um at, like right now everything's souped up with the graphics. I think that uh what's the game called? Uh, we we're talking about it. It was an Octopath Traveler. I love that style oh, of um yeah. like what they're doing with that. And you, I'll say it I'll say it again on the show. Like, if they're ever gonna want to do like a, a six remake, please do it in the engine. I think that'll work out perfectly.
1: They should have done that with that pixel package that they're doing whatever they're calling that thing it's like the first six final fantasies all in one package mm-hmm. with that kind of art style that would have been insane yeah, yeah.
2: there's so, a new it's not octopath there's a new it, it's a different name but it's like by the same devs and it's the same kind of game that's coming mm-hmm. out I can't remember what it's called
3: i know what you're talking about yeah yeah
2: yeah so
0: yeah that's the thing something. it's like it's mm-hmm. like
2: you know it's, it's got to be like stepped up, like like that's the thing. Final Fantasy set like the stage. Final Fantasy and and Dragon Quest set the stage in the '80s, and now a lot of companies have sort of like, like, taken other genres and 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 raised the bar. Mm-hmm. So now, even though this looks cool, I feel like, you know, collectively we all kind of sound like, well, this is great, but like, the bar's already set for that kind of game. You know what i mean so yeah so it really comes down to like if you wanted to have a souls and you really like final fantasy this will go for you mm-hmm. you know
1: and, and i think it's... i fall into that camp so i'm I'm curious
2: yeah yeah, yeah. i mean it looks great I, I i can guarantee you when this drops like like it is it ju- it's just a demo right now right right yeah okay i'm gonna time, i'm gonna get this on this because I'm, I'm pretty sure he'd love y- it
3: yeah you gotta play this and t- i think it's only up to like the 26th i think okay cool so yeah play it quick it's worth trying out, so. Um, I gotta say, I'm liking that,
2: you know, a lot more games... It felt like for a few years there, it was like every game was trying to gouge you. And even though there's still a lot of that, I mean, I mean, you know, to some extent, any game is a money grab. But lately, like, during the since the pandemic, there's been a lot of really great, uh, first of all, cheap games. And then games they just give away for free. And then also these, like, limited-time demos where they're, like legit and it's like really actually good and yeah. you don't feel like you kind of downloaded just like some some advertisement you know what i mean it's like it's like a full a full-blown demo um
3: yeah. and i like that
2: i miss demos i miss demo discs oh you miss demos <laughs> oh boy do i have a segment for you All right. <laughs> i miss demos that they're good you know what i mean yeah there's like good ways to make demos and then there's like just complete teases that don't really give it to you
3: yeah I used to. Uh, I had uh, the Dreamcast demo discs that oh. came out, uh, Volume One and Two. I had. I used to buy the Xbox magazine just to get the demo Just disc To on get those. the demo yeah. disc. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It was just. It was just cool to have like that all there. And 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 you know, uh, many games have demos nowadays, uh, especially on Switch. A lot of the games on there have demos, but, um, but that's neat that they're just kind of putting that out there and saying, "Hey, like you know, see how y'all feel about this." Yep. Um,
0: yeah. Right on all right so uh james i think yeah um i think you had something else too right was it was you? ratchet ratchet okay so <laughs> nice. um because i yeah, i probably yeah we'll all three talk about that because i think we've all played it um yep, we all played we, it. yeah so mm-hmm. before we get to ratchet and like our thoughts on it uh rod what's yeah. your plan
3: all right, I'm gonna get to some of this stuff right here. Really excited to talk about some of these games. Um, I had a really, really great time with every single game I'm about to talk about. Hmm. Um, so awesome. And also, honestly, I'm gonna feel like Herb for a second. I'm gonna bring some some new games to you guys that maybe you haven't heard of. <laughs> um, oh, <Uh-oh>. so but maybe you have, and then I could be sad. So um, I'm gonna start with Operation Tango. All right, Operation Tango is an awesome little game that came out on uh, I think at the beginning of June. Uh, it is a PS Plus title. Um, it is co-op only. Um, it is also a game completely reliant on um, on voice. So it is intended to play be played on like one screen each, so online preferably. Um, and the game even tells you before you even get started, hey don't look at each other's screen, if you're able to, uh, and only be able to, like, talk to them. So the the idea is that it's, like, sort of this, like, pseudo... 70s um, like future, like almost alternate future sort of thing where it's like uh, it's kind of like a 70s uh, spy aesthetic. Like think James Bond, like Sean Connery or something like that. Um, and uh, one player is an, uh, an agent and the other player is a hacker. And you're going and you're just you're doing missions. It's so cool. So like, for example, one mission has you on a train where you're supposed to ID uh, someone who has like a deadly virus or something on the train. And so the agent is actually on the on the train trying to they have a hacking tool that they can use and walk up to passengers and try to uh, find out like what their interests are basically because you can kind of uh, use a profile akin to something like a facebook basically that says like this person has a music app with these songs this person is playing bug snatcher this person like has a body Toner app or whatever, and so the hacker gives you the information that you need. So they're like, "Oh, you're looking for, you know, such and such. They have this, this, and this app. So you got to go find them." Um, I played this with uh, with our resident mod, uh, Subject T. Uh, she was gracious enough to offer me a few hours of her time and well, we actually just ended up switching off between Agent and Hacker. And so I got to see both sides of it. It's almost like a completely different experience. So when I was playing Agent, obviously you're actually in the field doing things physically in the world and I'm relying on the hacker to tell me uh, what to do on certain things. So maybe I'm in a vault uh a vault room and the hacker has to tell me okay you have to stand on this spot in the room and i have to only rely on their voice to tell me where exactly to be and they can't see what i'm looking at really there there's like some security cameras that they can see on on a particular level maybe where the hacker can kind of see what i'm doing but not quite um so you're really getting minimal information but just enough to sort of maybe make educated uh, educated guesses on certain things. Um, so there's a lot of really clever puzzles. Um, there was also another one where we had to like mix chemicals and the hacker was telling me what exactly to do and I had to press buttons within a certain timer or a time frame on my screen and I had, I had to time it correctly or else the entire place would explode it was just it's really cool it's like that game keep talking and nobody explodes actually if you've Mm -hmm. ever played that it's almost exactly like that um, in a lot of ways but a little bit more involved i'd say on both sides of the spectrum i thought that was really really fun um and almost like an evolved form of it takes two whereas takes it takes two had like the split screen co-op based it focused um but one place brute force the other player if they really really want to uh this game that can't happen you are honestly your partner's weakest link like or only as strong as as your weakest link Um, so i love games like that i really um subject and i became even closer that night we'll say uh because we kind of had to trust each other on a lot of things uh but it was super, super fun this
2: looks like a much more polished version of this game uh we were here um this sounds familiar yeah it's like the same kind of thing you're, you're two people and you have puzzles that only you both can do but you both can't see what each other are doing yeah uh and in the game they they have it set up where it's like you know you have walkie-talkies uh that you're supposed to use in game and yeah. that way you can only hear each other when the other person's not holding the button and you can't look at their screen and it's like it's neat i love stuff like this because it's it's you you get easily lost in games like this and you don't really like speaking as a person who's always looking for the seams in games Mm -hmm. in games like this you don't spend a lot of time like worrying about like the actual game engine or the environment because you're usually under some kind of like fire or trap or spikes or explosion and something's going to happen and you have to work together now and all you can see is this one thing and you have to like relay information and go really quickly yeah and yeah genius stuff this looks really cool
3: yeah yeah it's exactly what you just said i mean it's it's that's a great word to use it really is genius like a lot of the Uh, puzzles that they that they make you solve and they feel just difficult enough but not impossible uh, which which is a nice balance to strike so highly 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 recommend um and I'm actually down to, to replay a lot of this uh with any of you if you're interested um I'll play the bits that I didn't get to play whether that was agent or hacker so um very very excited to uh to finish this game I got through this it's very short actually so you know if you're looking for you know, maybe a weekend game to play with somebody. I think this is perfect. It's there's it's six missions long, and each mission took us maybe about an hour, maybe a little bit more to cool. do. Um, so it's it's a nice bite-sized experience that I thought uh, didn't overstay its welcome at all. Um, so the next game I've got here, I'm so so excited. So before I get into some of these other games, um, I wanted to say that if you were not aware, uh, Microsoft has released a bunch of demos, oh, about 40 actually for, M- for E3. Uh, And since this is the E3 episode, I figured it would be appropriate for me to come through with some E3 games that uh, have not been released yet. Um, So if you're interested, go ahead and check this out on the, I believe, Xbox Live and Steam. I think some of these games are available on Steam as well. Um, So definitely check some some cool indie games out, guys. Uh, So one of them that I'm going to talk about right now is Tunic. And I'm so, so happy to talk about this game right now, because I've seen Tunic, but I didn't really know that much about it. Um, mm-hmm. It just, I just, it, it, I only saw the art style, and I was like, oh, that looks nice. It almost reminded me of uh, Link's Awakening, the yes. remake that came yes. out uh, last a year or two ago, uh, where, like, everything was sort of miniature style. And um, I it, it was I was like, okay, I'm, in, I'm intrigued with that, and a lot of buzz around, like, the industry in general. Uh, so I was like, all right, let's check this out. Turns out this is absolutely a Zelda-like, but also a Souls-like, and I did not expect that, um, which is very cool. Uh, it's it's very Zelda in the sense that, like, you, you control this fox-like character, and you're on an island, and you just sort of kind of go into different areas of the map uh, to explore like caves and and mountaintops and, and everything is in a like a language that you can't read it's not english um it's it's like some sort of made up gibberish speech um and like a fictional language and you you experiment with things by doing so you'll see signs out in the world that might say like it might say that the fictional language on it and then it says like it has maybe skulls on it so you're like okay maybe don't go that way perhaps um but then you might see maybe you pick up an item it looks like a potion and it's again it's in the fictional language but you can surmise it is so it really forces you to try things it forces you to um you know say okay let me just activate whatever this is and i'll learn by doing by experimentation uh Hmm. so that's really where kind of the souls aspect comes in because a lot of times in souls you don't quite know what's going like what's around the next corner until you actually go and experience what's around the next corner um also there is a system that i think is really cool and didn't expect where you know it's uh, it functions very similar to a campfire where you rest edit you refill your health potions and your health and all the enemies respawn. but the world itself stays the same so if i knock down a ladder or a bridge to create essentially a shortcut uh, that actually stays in the world even if i respawn everything else around me Uh, so I thought this thing was awesome. Um, it does play very, very close to a two D Zelda, um, like what the old school Zeldas would play like: Legend of Zelda, uh, Link's Awakening, uh, Link to the Past, all that stuff. Uh, so combat is is plentiful, um, and it, it it feels very similar to that. And once again, that art style is gorgeous. Yes so really really pleased about tuning have you guys seen this i think microsoft has shown this off at some shows before
2: i've seen it very quickly
3: yeah yeah, it's like a
2: video yeah
3: okay yeah i highly recommend you guys check this out um this whole summer like demo thing is up on the 21st so by the time actually you're listening to this i think you'll probably only have like two or three days left so um I think Tunic is the one with the most mass appeal, uh, and definitely one I highly, highly recommend. I can't wait to like to play this. Um, so these are all on Xbox or on PC? This is on Xbox. I played this on my Xbox. Um, cool. and this this cool. one might be on PC, I'm not sure, but definitely played this on Xbox.
2: Um, you know, obviously Zelda, but one thing to know, I would say, is that it's all isometric. Yes. And... Mm-hmm. Most Zeldas are top down top and down. I know it's just a little bit of an angle shift, but there's like a whole genre of isometric exploration adventure yeah. games like this out there. And That's like just... I love that. You know, it's it's really yeah. cool to see that kind of make a comeback and still be relevant now. They used to yeah. they used to make games isometric back in the day before 3D was really possible to simulate 3D. And so to now see the evolution of that is really cool.
3: Yeah, and the isometric, I'm glad you brought that up, because the isometric view really gives a different dimension and space to a lot of the puzzles, a lot of the enemies, and notably the combat, because I don't think it really would work as well if it wasn't. If it was top-down, um, I think it would have a different feel. Um, right. The isometric view definitely does give it more depth, uh, and I, I appreciated that for sure. So it seems like there's a lot of care taken care of. I want to say that this was made by one guy, Um which is astounding played this yeah, wow. game and, uh, and was blown away. I'm not hundred percent sure on that. So I apologize if I'm wrong, but I, I want to say that it, it's very, very, very small, uh, team. Um, so yeah, definitely check out Tunic. It is just chef's kiss. It's got my rod seal of approval on it. Um, so, so nice. the, the next game I want to talk about here is called Sable. Um Sable has also Herb you're shaking your head like oh yeah I've,
2: I've heard of that too. I don't like I don't like no no but tell me.
3: Yeah, so Sable is probably one of the most beautiful games I've ever laid my eyes on like in terms of just the art style. Um and we're going to talk about Ratchet later. I think fidelity-wise a game is incredible but like Sable is just it, my jaw dropped like when this game started. Um it's got this weird cell shaded but also like almost stop motion type style to it i'm not sure if you're watching on the video uh i'm not sure if it's going to come through properly i think it needs to be really be at native res but um but man it that's what carried me through this thing so sable is an exploration game that's what the genre is that they the the publisher or the developer has has said uh i wasn't quite sure like what that meant exactly um until i played it and i was like okay i got it there's no like combat there's no at least as far as i've gotten um there's no combat it's just uh you play sable who is a young child who is about to go on their first gliding uh, what they call gliding and that is at first i was like what the hell is that but that is a little stone that you get where you can actually literally glide in the air. Um, and you also get a little hover bike, which it really feels like a coming of age story is what all of this is because you're kind of going around the village, talking to all the villagers and saying, hey, um, help me make my hover bike. Uh, you know, I need the parts for it. And everybody's kind of congratulating you on, on you know your ascent to adulthood basically. Uh, so it, it's, it very much reads as, as that kind of coming of age story Story. Um, and you're really exploring this world. There's a lot of uh, internal monologue. And it's written very, very well. Um, that's the first thing I noticed was that the whole game uh, had very nice writing uh, attached to it. Because a lot of what you're doing in the game is reading. You're reading the dialogue and, again, also the monologue. Um, and. As you're sort of traversing this world, which it appears to be relatively open, a pretty large space here in this desert area, Um, it it, it seems to take place in a perhaps post-apocalypse because you're collecting like atomic material, but you're living sort of like in... It, it doesn't really look like you're in modern times exactly. It looks like civilization has almost restarted itself somehow. So there's some, there's some mystery to that. Uh, and there's like a little cutscene you find in one of the crashed ships uh, with a radio that kind of uh, depicts some people who have supposedly crash-landed, uh, and we don't know what's become of them. So that kind of provides some mystery to the story. Uh, I've really, really enjoyed my time with this. Um, It it wasn't quite... uh, I'm curious just what the game is overall. Like, so by the time I finished this game, I didn't really have a sense of, you know, what I would be doing moment to moment for the rest of the the game. Uh, It it very much feels like a prologue, a setup to something bigger. Uh, And I, I am curious. The game definitely has my attention. I'm very much looking forward to when this releases. Uh, and it's gotten a lot of uh, buzz around the Tribeca Film Festival, I think, or or I guess they just call it the Tribeca Festival now because they do games. And Sable was a big recipient of that. Um, and the the band, Japanese Breakfast, if you're familiar, it's a great band, they're actually doing songs for this this record or this this uh, game. And I'm really hype about that because I really like that band, too. So, um, it seems like it's got, Kind of, it's just checking all my boxes, really. Um, I am, again, a little curious about what the full game has in store, but I'm going to trust the, the devs on this. If This is a two-person team that made it. Didn't believe it for a second after looking at it, just because it just, again, looks stunning. But uh, highly recommend checking this one out, too, if you're going to check out some of these demos. Cool. The third game I wanted to talk about here, third and final, is one called Echo Generation. Have you guys heard about this? <laughs> it's okay so oh did i stump herb real quick oh my goodness it happens. <laughs> <laughs> i can't believe it i feel so special right now so echo <laughs> generation is um is a turn-based game where it the art styles i feel like i said this for all these games but 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 it's visually striking um it is really eight bit uh but in 3d uh and you may see this in the video Shortly, but it's very much like Stranger Things is probably the closest thing I could provide uh, as an analog. You play like as a young kid roaming around his neighborhood, uh, fighting raccoons basically uh, out of trash cans and uh, and giant mutant rats, Uh, and it's. And, and giant clown robots it's really weird it's it's fucking bizarre but i think that's just the tone of the game and it's it's really funny it's quite it's quite humorous and if it wasn't i think i would i i might be a little less interested because i'd be like dude what is all this shit doing in this game but but the writing maintains uh, a charm to it that i really really appreciated um and the combat system itself is reminiscent of something like a mario and luigi where you know it is turn-based but on the actual attack you press a button to do extra damage Um, and when you're attacked you press a button to uh, do maybe more blocking so tech to take even less damage um and so you know you have analogs for a lot of things like potions so your potion in this might be like a half-eaten apple or a juice box or something um, and your power-ups come in the form of comic books so the more comic books you collect like the more power-ups you can do so one of your special moves is like getting your hockey stick and and uh, driving a puck to an enemy's face or something um, and your little sister can kind of do like a shoryuken on an enemy it's it's really cool um, what the yeah James is crazy it's wild okay. um echo generation is like that's that was my that was my uh, reaction at first i was like all right okay echo generation i'm, I'm down that's for this. Yeah, I
1: did um, not see this this looks really interesting
3: it looks it looks kind of like some kind of earthbound vibes th- thank you that's what i was going to say i 110 i have not seen anyone make that comparison but when i was playing it i was thinking dude this is earthbound like this is basically mother three have fun um you know, or I guess Mother 4, since that didn't actually come out at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but uh, yeah, I found this to be very, very enjoyable um, all the way through. This is, a again, another game that I'm going to have my eye on. Uh, they revealed this, I want to say, last year <clears throat> during one of their conferences, uh, Microsoft did. And in 2020, I remember seeing it, it was like in one of the sizzle reels and I remember going, oh, that looks unique, but they didn't show much of it. Uh, so very neat that they released this demo for us to try out. Uh, for the third and final time, highly recommend this one. Um, I think you guys particularly might enjoy it because I think everybody here enjoys turn-based uh, titles uh, and, and something that's relatively irreverent um, and funny. So I, I think that this uh, this is this is this, this comes with high marks for me as well.
0: Cool. i i love games that like uh sort of take like reality or take like you know like real things and yeah. and, and like turn it into a game so like like you said like the the items that like it's is coffee or you're yeah. using a hockey stick as like your weapon like i i i love uh games that do that so and then like just the art style and everything looks pretty good it uh, yeah. looks really good, actually, and uh, this this might be up my alley. Like I, yeah. this is the first time me, uh, like me ever seeing it, and yeah, I, I I'm ready. I'm gonna uh, wish list it. Uh, I, I, yeah, this is definitely going going on a backlog. I even backlog. This is day one. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah,
1: up. can you find some combat? I gotta see
3: it.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna bring that back up.
3: Yeah, um, it, it, I think that you should try this, Chris. I think it is up your alley. Um, I, I would think everyone here would enjoy it, honestly. Just like I think all all three of these games are working out, but particularly Chris. I was thinking about you when I was playing this. I was like, "Yeah, I think Chris would would dig this." Um, it's it's got just enough real world vibes. Um, it's and again, just really funny. That was what was driving me forward. There's a segment where like you go into this guy's house, uh, like one of your neighbors, and like it's really creepy. Like he's he has like no color in his house. Like it, the the screen kind of goes all dark and what and whatnot. And he's got like a lot of mounds in his house, and there's a lot of posters about missing kids. And so you're like, uh this is probably the guy, <laughs> like, okay, right. you go up to a police officer, and, like, you tell them, like, hey, this guy has, like, a shovel, and a lot of holes in his yard, and his house is really fucking creepy, all the missing kids is probably here, and it's, the exchange is just really humorous between them, they made, they managed to make, like, that sort of storyline, which is, like, really dark, and, like, something funny and they make mm-hmm. they don't make light of it but the way that like they they sort the adults brush it off just as they would you know a kid typically And nobody's gonna listen to a kid with this mm-hmm. um like that's that's kind of how it's approached so you really do get that perspective of you know of a of a child in this world um just traversing you know just living your life and I, I think it's super cool. Um, there, there's there's cool. a lot more going on in the background too. And I was
0: gonna say, and I love that you, know, you said this earlier. And it has like the um, the Mario and Luigi type of battle yeah. system. So yep. I I always you know, what I love about that battle system is that I feel like whenever I play RPGs like this, I always find myself hit try, like hitting A or hitting B, like either when I get hit or I'm doing an attack. Because in my right. mind, if I hit it, you know, correctly, I'm gonna get a critical hit. Yeah, so exactly. it's, it just works perfectly. Like the, like the, the, the game uh, mechanics work that way. So yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And it like gives you more agency to like, like there's something to be said for RPGs that like make you a little more active in the battle. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, you know, like, like, in other words, like in Mario Luigi, like you're still going to hit anyway, but you'll do extra damage if you get it right on it. And that's like, that incentive is really nice.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was really excited to play all these demos. This is probably the most hype i've been to like come and tell you guys about some games in in a really long time so uh i I plan on playing a few more demos i didn't get to everything i'm probably not gonna get to all 40 games before they leave on the 21st but um i have a few more on my list i'm gonna get to and uh yeah again all three are worth checking out so that's what i've been playing guys uh chris what you been playing
0: oh boy oh man what have i been playing so i've been playing one game one game this whole time and it's uh y'all it's, it, next gen is here like we can, can we finally say it can we finally say that you know uh we're finally getting next gen games that are like specifically made for these systems because ratchet Crazy. and clank listen ratchet and clank uh i've I've always been, like, I'm not going to say a fan of the franchise, but I've always admired what they've done. I've always admired that whenever a Ratchet and Clank game comes out, it's it's a it's a guaranteed, like, good time. Um, it's, and like, to to my knowledge, I feel like most Ratchet and Clank games have come out and have in some way pushed the, uh, the system forward. Like, it, it really showcases what the system could do, and it's, it's all the, like, the little details that they add into their games that really, like, it it, it's, it, it really puts, it, it sells it to me. It sells it to, like, it, it feels like I'm playing a Pixar game. And at this point, like, so, like, how far they've gotten, like, the game to look, they've gotten the game to play. Uh, at this point, we really are playing, like, you know. Yeah.
3: I was about to say, like, I've heard that description for so many games in the past, but no, 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 this is, this is the one, though. Like, this game is actually the Pixar game, um, like, unequivocally. I'm really curious to hear you all's thoughts, though, like, just overall on this thing.
0: So, man, I have, have like, a couple of, like, things that I, I had to sit down after playing this game because I have finished it and oh well okay you finished it so all right so this game isn't a long game you can honestly finish it within 15 hours and that's like 15 hours of you uh trying to level up weapons or trying to find like all of like the hidden things in the world um if you're trying to speed run it maybe around 11 or less than 11 but Hmm. it's man hold on we've we're talking about the game let me give me james you talk about it real quick so i can put it on the screen because uh I don't think my words will will do it do it justice it looks
1: great so let's just talk about going back to that playing a Pixar thing it's not even so much that the graphics look so good but the seamlessness of it all it's it's staggering so especially in the beginning portion there was a part where the game just kind of like pans out to that third person view and I was waiting for the cutscene to continue And as real as I was standing there waiting for the game to start playing, it's it's so incredible what they've been able to do with just like the technology on display. But even beyond just the the beauty of the game, it feels like Ratchet and Clank refined. Um, I've been playing in performance mode. I've been spoiled with the 60. I can't get away from it. But this game just runs so smoothly and everything feels so fluid. Um, and you get into the zone. At, at their certain point, world, just like you're just throwing out weapons, you're shooting lightning rods, you're dropping out nukes, you're summoning Mr. Fungi, you're stunning enemies, you're throwing your wrench or your hammer or whatever, and it all just feels so polished. So it just speaks to like the amount of time that Ratchet's been around and how well Insomniac has put together these games and how they've been doing this for so long now. Mm-hmm. But they snuck up on me personally as a studio. I didn't realize what they were on until Spider-Man dropped, and this is just like an evolution of that, even. So, I just think it's a it's a great all around just package.
0: So, real quick, while you're while we're talking about like the like performance mode and everything like that, so there there's three modes in this game. There's um, there's performance, there's performance uh, RT, and then there's fidelity. So, mm-hmm. uh, with fidelity, that's thirty frames, which most people are you know uh, used to. Uh, and that's gonna be like that's gonna give you a 4K resolution. Like yeah, that's it's native 4K. That's, that's native 4K. And like, and that's why when we started this, I said, hey, like, this is PlayStation Five. Like, this is they are using the PlayStation Five to its fullest. And <laughs> this this is the mode. This is the mode. If you if you have a 4K TV, and like, just sort of to preference all of this graphic talk, um, if you're if you have a PlayStation Five and you're not playing on a 4K TV, you're you're not like you're you're not getting the full effect. You're uh you're you're really missing out on like the, the fine details that these developers are now putting into these games because mm-hmm. to me Ratchet and Clank games have always looked good for its, for the time that you know it gets released yeah. but now like sort of like playing this and like seeing like the like the detail like you could there's uh, at the, the the intro of the game where you're at the parade and then Doctor Nefarious shows up. Doctor Fairies has, you know, he has like this glass head, and when you could see what's going on in the world, like reflected off of his helmet, like that's y'all. Listen, y'all understand.
3: Are you playing <laughs> this, on Fidelity?
0: So, I'm I'm like like James. I am also too spoiled of sixty frames. So okay. I'm actually playing on Performance RT, which is okay. the middle route where it's not four K, but it's still like really good. Uh, um, it. I'm not like I know it's not, I know it's higher than 1080p, but yeah, uh, it's, but it's a little bit higher, yeah. But you're, you're you're getting you're still getting the ray tracing. You're still um, and you you're the ray tracing, and you're also getting the 60 frames. So for me, that's what I want. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and it was sort of like I don't know. I guess it was sort of weird that they also added the performance mode, which is uh, they just remove the ray tracing. So like it's pretty much like locked at the 60 frames, but the performance uh RC mode like i don't really think i've come across too many dips like to like so far it's been like a solid 60 mm-hmm. so okay. man yeah i mean the game the game looks really good like it's 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 really like just the the attention to detail and sort of going into that i sort of want to talk about like when this game was first showed off how, like, the biggest thing was, you know, oh, we're using the full power of the, you know, the PlayStation. Um, it's, you know, you they're able to load, like, you know, multiple things that they weren't able to load. So, like, I'll, I'll give them, like, the power of the PlayStation 5, the power of the SSD. Uh, you're not you're not going to see a load screen in this game, like, whatsoever. Like, when you boot into the game, like, that's, that's it. Like, when you're going from, like, world to world, it, the screen literally will, like, fade to black and then go straight into you landing on the planet. Mm-hmm. that's cool so yeah so this game like really has like no downtime and like i i appreciate that the the thing that sort of confused me or like sort of like i'm not gonna say uh i guess it was sort of confusing like they they made a really big deal about how you're able to rift into like these other dimensions yeah and exactly. that mm-hmm. like it's you know they, they made it seem like it's like levels inside of levels it's
3: integral to the gameplay
0: it it is but like to me a lot of like the the rift aspect of this game was primarily on rails so it's to to me i i feel like i could have maybe seen this on like a playstation playstation 4 but i know that there's more that goes into it Mm -hmm. i know that that uh being able to like Teleport with it, like, they have, like, these rift points where you can sort of teleport from, like, one side of the arena to another, like, while you're in battle. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And then, like, when they do the thing where you're uh, sort of going through different dimensions, like, all of that is, like, on rails. So, to me, that like, I don't want to say that they could have been done on, i mean like, say that I, I mean i feel that no, way like but, but, I, but I, <laughs> I don't know
1: could though.
0: exactly so like i know that if they wanted to do something like this we would have had load screens we would have had a lot of loading and i think that's what stopped them before yeah. so mm-hmm. i i could i could see where they're you know taking advantage of the tech but like mm, i think that you don't know really, I, I think this is honestly like tip of the iceberg because i mean we're, we're at the beginning of the you know the ps5 generation and uh i'm just just, after playing through this game i i I just i can't wait to see what clever things these developers can do next
1: i mean i see what you're saying about the rift stuff too because outside of it being one of the purple ones that does transport you from location to location a lot of times it just functions grapple points yeah and that's not a bad thing but they already have grapple points in ratchet and clank so yeah wasn't really a need for like a reskin version of that however there are some exceptions to that too like um I was on the open world planet, can't remember the name of it right now, but there was a part where I completed this puzzle, and like I'm trying to figure out how I'm gonna get back. This portal opens up, and I'm on the other side of the map, mm-hmm. like instantaneously. I just walk through, and it was like, okay, that was cool. Um, it is unfortunate. According to you, it sounds like they don't do that too much, like else, like too often in this game.
0: Yeah.
1: But like the proof of concept is there. It is. So
0: and. I, I don't know if like i'm just dumb but like i know there's like hidden like playstation stuff in this game and i've, I've yet to see it like i, I know like i, I guess haven't seen anything you're, you're supposed to like be able to see stuff from like um like jack and daxter uh i think I love how they always from, like, do like that horizon really. like stuff like that and i have, I've, have I've you found
1: the sunset it. overdrive
0: Yes, I've, I've I've caught those references, and and I, I think it's I think it's dope. I think it's it's, okay. it's cool that it's self aware. I would have loved to see Spider Man, but we know you know Mickey Mouse. Mickey would have never allowed, uh, <laughs> you know something like that to happen. So I mean, but that's theirs
1: now? Mm-hmm.
0: It it is, but play, play nice, play play nice, Mickey. But I'm oh. not
2: gonna lie, the only Ratchet Clank I ever played is up your arsenal, but I played the fuck out of that game, and I mm-hmm. loved it. And found every little thing, and found that island that you could go to, where it was like all the devs and all their stuff, and weird notes and little mini games and things. That that was crazy. I I, I love their charm. I've watched P play a ton of these. The most recent one right before this, um, uh, I I think it's honestly astonishing that this, like, that these characters have lasted this long because mm-hmm. it's pretty much like there's so many like, there's so many like critters with attitude characters over the years that have just like gone you know and pretty much sonic has lasted and ratchet and clink has lasted that's it uh and crash crash but like spyro doesn't really have a new one it was just the remakes and the crash new one is also doing well but it but there was a big gap and ratchet has been consistent like you know pretty much every sony release they have a new ratchet and it like you said it shows off the power of the system this looks fantastic um I, I would absolutely play this. I'm sure it's chock full of stuff. Yeah. Uh, did you, you said it was like only like 12 to 15 hours to finish it, but was that getting everything?
0: No. So like, like uh, completing the game, of course, um, it unlocks like a challenge mode where you can cool. pr- pretty much uh, further upgrade the weapons that you have. And then, of yeah. course, like get a couple of like extra weapons. So like I'm still doing like, – like I love the game enough where like I'm actually doing that right now and um i think if i want to complete it like 100% it's, it's roughly taking people about 40ish hours to do that so awesome That's yeah good. i mean it, you know you'll, you'll get you'll get the gameplay out of it um well like one thing i wanted to talk about was the dual sense because uh if you if you've listened to me talk about the dual sense you know when the system first came out i like literally every chance that i had except for a few Exceptions, which was um with a Astro. Astro, Astro Bot game, um I always turned off the feature because I thought it was dumb. I always like thought like it, it made me feel like the my controller was broken. So uh, this game, it, it has like a couple of features where you know depending on the environment, like the controller will like rumble a certain type of way to sort of like show you that you're in that environment. Um, a couple of the weapons have features where if you hold left trigger down like halfway you'll uh you'll aim the weapon but then when you push it down all the way you'll actually shoot it uh so stuff like that i feel like now is becoming more like i guess generic and is something that we'll see in future games but um i I didn't i didn't hate the dual sense so i I kept it on while (laughs) playing it and Mm -hmm. uh it it, as as long as developers can sort of give us you know that extra i just want to see like how like is it going to be something where we will stop seeing developers care about this feature two years into, you know, the PlayStation 5's life cycle? So, uh, I just I just hope that we see more of it and we see, like, different things. Because at this point, I can sort of see all these shooters sort of giving us the same sort of uh, generic uh, button layout. Hmm. But, you know, when we go to gameplay, uh, you know, this is a Ratchet & Clank game. You have a ton of weapons, and you know, James, you said this earlier. Uh, you could really play how you want to with your weapons that they give you if you Mm -hmm. want to. Like, for me, I started all of my combat encounters with summoning like everything that I could. So, like, the uh, attack dogs, um, the the sprinkler that turned people into plants, um, the the two, like, the the fungus plant. Like, I, Mm -hmm. I pretty much set up this, I set up the stage. And then at that point, that's when I would sort of, like, go off into my little corner and, like, take pot shots at enemies. So, uh, you know, the the gameplay is there. The gameplay is Ratchet & Clank. It's classic platforming. It's, you know, you're in these bigger worlds. So it sort of gives you the illusion of, like, oh, like, open world. But not really. It's more or less the same of, like, most Ratchet & Clank games or most platforming games where it's linear and you're just trying to get through the level. Uh, but that's not a, that's not a bad thing, uh, you know. It, it, I feel like it works for this franchise. Um, now, whether or not they want to give us more of like a detailed world in like a future game, I don't know if that. I don't know if that's Ratchet and Clank. I think that's. Uh, I think Ratchet and Clank. You know, it's it's all about having like these different environments, different levels, and it's it keeps all of that. But you know, PlayStation Five, next gen, is here. So <laughs> it's, it's it's shinier, it's faster, it looks better.
3: Yeah, it's uh, ten dollars more expensive. Um, <laughs> True. Yeah, I mean this this game is fine. This game is fine. Like I see a lot of people saying like you know man best game of the gen or or like I mean gen just started, <laughs> um or like you know best game of the year. like I, let's wait until the year finishes. Like this is this is they made another Ratchet and Clank. Like that's kind of how I feel about this game. It looks spectacular. Like that's the best quality about it is that it looks phenomenal. Okay, no- wait, which is which is the best? Wait, which one? Like, out of all of them, like, out of all the ratchets, which is the best? I, they all blend together for me. I've only played, like, a few. Of, I've, I've played, actually, quite a bit of them, but I've only finished, like, a couple of them. Okay. Um, for good reason, actually. I mean, because when I play Ratchet & Clank, like, Ratchet & Clank has never been a series that, like, I like, I really cared super hard for, or really not even just singling them out, but like these character action platformers, like especially in that early PlayStation 2 era with Jack and Daxter, all that stuff. Like, although I do love that first Jack and Daxter. Um, oh, yeah, that first um, one. Mm. Yeah, first one's really good. But, but like, I it was just, and those games are fine. I have no beef with any of these franchises at all. They were just never ones that like really spoke to me, uh, just as a player, um, for whatever reason. And I think this one is just more of that and again like chris said that's not bad like that's not a bad thing this game is completely fine um but i wouldn't expect i think maybe i was expecting a tiny bit more um i thought the dimensional stuff would give me that um you guys have pretty much i think nailed all of my like positives and criticisms of this game i don't know how much more i can really contribute there i think the biggest thing for me was yeah really being disappointed with the dimensional riffs and not having more done with that uh, as far as like organic into the gameplay besides just like grapple points mm-hmm. um at points this this game does feel like it does feel like insomniac just testing shit out like that entire first level just feels like them saying hey we're on playstation 5 hardware let's just see what we can do for funsies um and that's exactly what that first level feels like um so yeah i mean i i would say this is A perfectly fine game is it worth $70 that's for you to decide Uh, but um, but I don't begrudge someone saying like oh I really love this experience I totally get it like this isn't something I go like dude you're fucking crazy what are you talking about like I understand why someone would say that um, but I also understand the more critical reactions too so maybe I fall somewhere kind of in the middle Um, but this game looks really good I will say that Uh, I am in fidelity mode I, I was losing too much visual bells and whistles, like I was flipping between the modes, I didn't like what I was losing. Uh, I couldn't see, I think I was flipping in that city when you first drop in, like after the parade, um, and I could see f- so far into the distance details that I was like, that I, I love looking at that stuff, especially with a game that looks as good as this. So I was like, okay, I want to see all of that. I couldn't see that with the performance rt mode or regular performance so i was like i'll eat the 30 that's fine um i did the same thing
2: these -hmm. games have all have never been on pc right only on playstation no No, i i would love to see this on some super high-end pc but but, i mean like you said from everything i've seen on on ps5 so far this is definitely like a step up uh in terms of fluidity and fidelity
3: yeah i think it is I think it's a step up from... Um, I think the previous good-looking stuff was, like, Miles and Demons. Uh, yeah. And this looks better than those two, I think. Cool. So, yeah. Well, Insomniac
2: definitely knows how to make a solid game. Um, and, like, I don't know, just, just all the weapons, and there's usually all these, like, hidden collectibles and all these little side things and stuff they hide in these games. Uh, I always like that a lot about them. Um, that's yeah. cool that, like, you already, like, you plowed through it, you already finished it. That's, like... All this past weekend, or what?
0: Uh, yeah, since the game came out. Like, it's, nice. yeah, it, like, for me, it was, like, maybe uh, just getting home. And that was, like, my, like, unwind. Like, I, you know, I, I work two jobs. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> when yeah. when, it, when, it, when I get home, like, I, I sort of want to, like, decompress. And to, I think the reason why I enjoyed this game so much was that this was that, that perfect game to sort of just sit back and, like, decompress. Like, the story yeah. was good. Gameplay was fine. Uh, gameplay was great because i if i don't have like a reason to complain about a game and i could just play the game for what it is i'm a, i'm at a good point i'm a, i'm in a, in a happy sure. place when i could just play the game and just like not have to like i don't know worry about like dumb quirks in the gameplay or you know just things like that so yeah. well
2: and, and it's like it's worth it's worth saying that like even though like rod was saying you know i there they're, it's another ratchet and Clink and there are lots of games out there like this out you know just already existing yes, but not on PS5. So this is setting is the surreal. benchmark and that's pretty cool like for, and also to have it come out this early because it's still within the first year of PS5 mm-hmm. um, and the previous ratchet and Clink they waited like way far into PS4 to actually drop it like I, I thought they were just gonna like let go of the franchise or something. So when that came out, it was like a surprise, and to have this come out within the first year is great because that means there's going to be more on PS Five without having to wait for a whole another generation.
0: Um, yeah, it's it's crazy to see they 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 put this out. they um, they put out Miles. They've also put out Spider Man like a couple years before. They I think yep. they're also working on the, the next Spider Man game. Um, they, they're,
2: yeah, they're kind of like making for... the rounds to get all like the, gr- the, the grounding franchises in, which is great because that's what's kept Sony so good is mm-hmm. all the exclusives, you know, mm-hmm. um, Xbox is starting to get it again, especially with like Bethesda and with all these indies, but, but Sony's been like, no, we have our shit. We have Gran Turismo, we have Ratchet, we have Crash, we have this, and, you know, I
3: guess not Crash anymore, but, well. <laughs> one thing I did want to ask you guys, like, did you, did you find an issue? Do you guys this, I don't even want to get too deep into this, but like, (laughs) how do you feel about the $70 price point? Like now that we've, we've spent $70 a few times, presumably on some of this stuff, like the first party Sony titles, like, how are you feeling about that right now?
0: So, all right. So my thought is that I'm hoping that Sony gets with the times with, like, these um, like game services like Game Pass, like uh, EA Pass, like Ubisoft has one too. Like, I, at this point, honestly, like, I'd, I'd rather subscribe to, you know, these services where, like, I'm still playing the game and everything like that. And then apparently, like, these deals are still, like, they're great for the developers. Like, I haven't, we, we still haven't had, like, a developer come out. And say, oh yeah, you know my game was put on Game Pass, and like I got screwed out of this amount of money. No, like it's 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 so far it sounds like it's great for the developers, but then it's also great for the consumer because yeah. I'm able to you know play these games day one, and not really have to worry about like dropping seventy dollars. So like we we talked about like the Xbox. Um, yeah, it's been how, great. How like we haven't like we, we have this you know Series X and we haven't really had to buy a game for it. We're just paying yeah. for the service. That's amazing. That's it's, it's it's great. And it sort of offsets when I have to pay seventy dollars for a game. So like I, I haven't I I haven't bought a game yet that I was like completely pissed that I spent seventy dollars on yet. Yet. It hasn't happened yet, but I know I know it's, I know it's around the corner. Like I know it's an inevitability. But um, I don't know. So so far, like I I, I guess I have I a better judgment in like where I'm gonna put my money. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> I, had to, I had to put that put that out there. But you know, sure. it's. I guess for like I guess on on Sony's side, I don't know. Like these like the reason why we are, we we were on the PlayStation like these exclusives. A lot of times, like these games are good. They're they're great games. So, like at that point, paying the seventy for you know um, like the next Spider-Man game, or paying seventy for Last of Us, or something like that, or uh, Final Fantasy. Like I I'm these are games that I know I'm gonna pump time into. So right. I know for yeah. Ratchet, for example, um, yeah, I powered through the game in fifteen hours, but I can still go through, upgrade my guns. I can play on harder difficulties. I could try on like find every, like, nook and cranny in the game. So that $70, like, worth the, like, the amount of time that I, I could put into the game, it, it's sort of, like, I, I could see that. I could... I'm, I'm not upset.
3: Okay. Oh,
2: yeah. Hey, yeah. I, I, sorry, I just saw Gamers Haven. Like, what's up, y'all? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Shout out to like, Gamers Haven. Yeah.
0: Haven's in the chat. But, um... um
3: I think
2: I'm... 70 is... Kinda high, but it's not the first time the games have been that expensive. Uh, for sure, back for the, sure. That day, you know, that that would happen from time to time, especially with big RPGs. Um, yeah, I think it is. It depends. It depends, and it and it really just depends on the taste of the gamer. Um, yep. You know, that's really what it comes down to. I think for me, the kind of game that I would pay seventy bucks for, is pretty rare. But it would have to be something like Skyrim or like GTA or something with like an exhausting amount of content like to justify it um so it's a length thing for like me a length the time Got yeah it. for me it's like okay if I'm gonna put if this game has 200 hours of content I mean all right all right fine it costs that much right. but like also we all play games you know for different reasons we all get different things out of games and like Chris was saying like this is like your dose of nostalgia and also simultaneously an update to a franchise you love and has proven to be a thing that really carries you, you know, after, after a stressful day. It's, it's yeah. just something to unwind to. And really, at the end of the, of, the, of the day, most hardcore gamers, like, we play to relax. We don't play to get exercise. We don't play to show off. We play to relax. We, we unwind. We get into this world. We immerse, our, immerse ourselves. And if this made you feel immersed for whatever length of the time, and it brought back all those memories, and felt great i mean yeah it's 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 hard to put a price point on stuff it's also weird that they've been 60 for so long and now all of a sudden it's 70. it's yeah. like why it was it 70 when
3: it was like ps3 or something like why yeah. why we, now? Were, we were at 50 like two gens ago yeah <laughs> uh, yeah 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 so, yeah, I, I generally agree with almost everything you said there, Herb. Uh, that, it really does depend on on the person and the gamer. I was just curious, like, from you all's perspective, given that we've, we've done that a couple times now. Uh, I've done that a few times at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, don't, I haven't felt slighted at this point. Like, you know, given that, like, you know, my... I wouldn't say my reaction has been muted. Like, like I said, I like, I like this game. I mean, it's, it's cool. Um, I haven't felt like, damn, I shouldn't have spent that. So, Yet, yeah, you
0: uh, know, uh, listen, this is coming from the guy that's put money into Stadia. Uh, <laughs> oh, <Ooh-ya>. yeah, <laughs> um, oof, man, you I bought guess. an Ouya too, didn't you? Yeah,
2: I oh, I so wanted to support that thing so bad. Oh my gosh, it yeah, could have so, gone places. Yeah, Ooh-ya. so,
0: so, so after, after like you know, those mishaps, I can say that the money that I've spent on Ratchet and Clank especially like with like this past couple of weeks like with how stressed i've been with like everything i'm working on this is like to me the 70 dollars i put into the game like it it, it's helped me like this has been like my like i look forward to coming home and playing this game so that um, okay
2: that what you said right there that is so valid there's games that i play but when i'm not playing i don't think about and then there's games that when I'm not playing, I'm like, God, I can't wait to go home and finish
1: that shit. Like, this is one of those games.
2: Yeah, yeah. Has this, been that, that to me, there's a there's a price on that. There's like a premium price for that, for sure. Okay.
3: Yeah, this, this one's definitely been more of like the Chris Alley of like, I'm just trying to, like, it's a nice backseat game too. Like, if somebody somebody can easily watch you play this and have a good time, I think. Uh, just because it's pretty whimsical and and, and it's not, the stakes aren't. Like, it doesn't feel that high to me. So, like, yeah. it's like, you know, people are just kind of cruising along, and that's fun. It's not like The Last of Us, you know. That was uh, brutal. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, this, this is definitely more, like, less urgency, less like, oh, man, I can't wait to go back. It's more like, I got, like, an hour to kill. I want to, like, just chill, you know. This is a chill game for me. And I'm not sure if, like, that's intentional, but it is for me. <laughs> I get you
0: great game um if you guys have a ps5 you know and, no, and, and i'll say that like at, at some point this is one of those games that like you don't have to rush out and buy it now because i can see this game being a playstation plus game i can see this you know this game will definitely go on sale uh this is yeah this is definitely that game where like i guess over the holidays when you're looking for you know games that are on sale or games to pick up for the system this is this is you know something to pick up um yeah it's it's a it's a solid pick and I think anyone could play it. Like, if, if you're the type of person where you could, like, sit down and just watch a Pixar movie, uh, you could sit down and watch, you know, you could sit down and play this game. You can yeah. even sit down and watch people on, uh, like, on Twitch play this. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's just, Ryan, you said it. Like, this is one of those really good backseat gaming. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that's uh, that's what we have for, for Ratchet & Clank, because I want to sort of move us along. Because uh, yep. we, we still do have to talk about E3. Um, <laughs> oh, we
1: do, don't we? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Uh, that happened this past week, and it's you know you know what we 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 talked we've I've covered E3 for like the last like ten years, um, so to me that magical moment, oh E3, oh it's like Christmas, not really all. Um, Especially
1: this, this year, I, right, I, right?
0: I think at this point, if you if you if you consider like an enthusiast, if you consider someone that like you you read into these things, like you're, you're you follow up on it. Uh, we get spoiled a lot like let's just state we get spoiled uh, because of like just leaks and then we also because of like the leaks we also set expectations way too high yeah. extremely high and mm-hmm. once again i feel like i'm not i'm not going to say that it happened to me this year uh, because i i'm sort of known and i, I need to sort of temper my expectations but there are a couple things that i got excited for that like was not shown whatsoever and we'll, right. we'll we'll get to those eventually, but just let's sort of like I guess overall um, give out like our take on this E3. It was okay, like it was. It, they we also have to remember that you know, we're still in a pandemic, y'all. Yeah. COVID is still a thing. A lot of these developers are still working from home, so for them to be able to put out these games, uh, games like Ratchet and Clank, games like. Uh, you know um like Final Fantasy 15 like these games are getting like up and everything like it's it's amazing that they're able to pump this out and not be like at their main office so you know kudos to the developers uh and the publishers for getting stuff out that's great I think this E3 a lot of people were expecting to see um you know more because last year was like so you know we're people were people were you know were struggling like like heavy back then and people people are still struggling now but i feel like things are opening up things are lessening um if you're in georgia it's it, it, it sort of feels like nothing's changed it feels like we're, we're back to normal um, oh yeah oh yeah in atlanta for sure so you know I don't know i I like I said i I was able to sort of like temper my expectations and I wasn't too excited for anything um nothing really the, to me once again like the the Indies sort of stood out uh because I don't know like the bigger game is like we won't see for a while right. so I don't know that's that was, that's sort of my take on it like
2: I okay uh, can I say something mm-hmm. okay, first off, Elden ring great, yeah. I'm so glad right awesome. I'm not even that big into those, but like it finally happened and they're going to do it. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Great. That's that's perfectly fine. Um, um, WarioWare. okay, great. It's about time. I'm ready for it. Let's let's put the Jackbox games on the shelf, all 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 27 of them and just play WarioWare because it's that good. Uh, 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 No More Heroes 3, even though they didn't do it on the live stream. There was a whole separate YouTube thing where they talked about it, and I'm like, okay, I'm ready, I'm excited, I I love that series. Um, Breath of the Wild 2, I know that's all Nintendo stuff, but that's like, the stuff that stood out to me was pretty much, you know, Metroid, and like, uh, Metroid, of course, and Elden Ring, and uh, I I, I can't believe these um, Namco, these, uh, the Dark Pictures anthology games, I can't believe these are doing so well, like, not that, like, they're bad. I just mean it's nice to see, like, more narrative kind of movie kind of kind of telltale games get more popular. And they're doing another one of those. So that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't know. Like you said, it was all right. There was nothing, like, super shocking. But, yeah, pandemic standing. I think there's a lot of different things coming out that seem all right. I think the weakest showing, to be honest, was probably Capcom just mm-hmm. because there wasn't anything new it was just additions like re-fortifying its existing properties um which is smart but it didn't really give us really a lot to be like oh shit marvel versus capcom 5 you know or like whatever you know um, as it should be right as it, right right and really really we deserve like uh, some big you know them being like hey guess what rival school was part four you know i don't know that we we really do deserve that <laughs> Uh, but but I mean I don't know I, I don't think he was that bad. It just wasn't like I think it's the best that we can expect from the year we just had, you know. There.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I fucking Sonic Colors Ultimate. I'm like, okay, cool, great, sure. Vampire the Masquerade sequel. Okay, cool. That was actually a cool game. A lot of people didn't play it. Back for Blood's on the way. I mean, that's all right, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy seems way too late. But it's still a cool, but it's kind of like, y'all, that movie was like a while ago.
1: I did, that game right there. It like made me feel some type of way because I'm still reeling from Avengers.
2: Right. That's the other thing is like, it's like, oh, so now y'all are going to do this. And it's kind of like you Avengers.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Fix your first game. Please. Right. <laughs> right. 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 And we're still waiting for, like, all the DLC from the stuff that they promised. We haven't gotten Spider-Man yet. We haven't gotten Black Panther yet. Right. And it's just like, I don't, I don't know. But, I mean, I guess overall, E3 was pretty solid. Because, like you said, don't go into, like, high expectations and you'll yeah. be fine. Um, the only thing that really disappointed me was Nintendo. And that's for the big elephant in the room that never showed up.
3: You know, you knew that. I told you guys last week.
1: Look I, here, Roddy.
3: I told you guys. Look
1: here, sir. We had insider wait, wait, wait. info. Hmm?
2: What do you want from Nintendo?
1: We need that super switch.
2: Oh, oh, I thought you were talking
3: yeah. about Metroid yeah. Prime. I you were talking
0: no, about oh, no, no,
1: no, 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 no. I wasn't oh. expecting to see Samus <laughs> at all.
0: Yeah, I, thought, yeah, I feel listen, we've, we've said this a couple times. Like, they, they they love to, like, tease us with, like, the Metroid stuff. Because, like, yeah. I, I wasn't expecting on seeing it. I was Once again, I was still hoping to get our, you know, trilogy. Because I feel like at the end of the day, is literally a switch that they could just hit. And, like, it's on the eShop. And, like, mm-hmm. as soon as I hear that, I'm buying it. <clears throat>
2: But, yeah. um, I mean, it's... it's what, it's the Prime cool. Trilogy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that needs to that. should have already been, like, day one, honestly.
0: Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it's cool to see that we're getting another, you know, 2D Metroid. Uh, this is the first time in, what they said, like, 19 years or something that we're getting another uh, 2D uh, Metroid that's, like, that's new. That's not, like, a remake or anything like that. So Yeah, they, um... they announced
2: Metroid Dread in 2005 initially, so... Did they really? really? Yeah, to finally see mm-hmm. it come to fruition is really cool. Um, if if y'all didn't play uh, Metroid Samus Returns on three DS, it was also really good. It was different and not really a remake of two, more like a reimagining, but really it felt like its own thing. Um hmm. But to see, you know, them suddenly drop this like That's pretty cool. I want Metroid Prime 4, but I will absolutely take this without complaining whatsoever. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah. Um, And and yeah, I think it's bizarre that Prime Trilogy hasn't been out there at least just to kind of stoke the fire of, you know, to to get people who aren't into Metroid into it so that then when this drops, it's, you know, the hype is even more. But I don't know. They're going to do what they're going to do. WarioWare sounds cool to me, though. I, I cannot... I cannot tell you how much time in my life I've spent playing WarioWare. Um the one on Game Boy Advance uh, with the little pa- paper airplane minigame uh, like <laughs> I just hundreds of hours like passing that around between friends and then the one on GameCube where you play multiplayer and like it it randomly chooses someone that has to do a mini game and it's like kind of like hot potato and whoever like keeps the mini game going it passes it to the next person but if you drop then you're out That like has been some of the best like party memory game party nights of my my life mm-hmm. so i'm really excited to see whatever they do with that um and that was also kind of out of left field too it was like all right okay sure mm-hmm. um but yeah no i'm i'm with you james and it's i mean yeah it's like can we just get the switch pro because the switch is great but it's 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 it's, it's pretty old at this out, yeah point. Mm-hmm. it, it is feels like... old
1: like, um, it discourages me from getting multi, port my like, multiplets on the Switch. Yeah. It's like, yeah, oh, it's portable, yeah. but, like, at this if point, it's going to run worse, I don't need that. Yeah,
2: it's portable, but have you seen MK11? Like, yeah, no. it, runs, it runs really great, but it looks like trash on the Switch. It looks so bad. It does not look like the same game at all. So,
0: <clears throat> one thing I do want to give Nintendo uh, props for is that... Uh, you know, with their E3 Direct, they showed us like, cause we we're worried about this. We we're worried about Nintendo not having anything for like the holiday season, not really having anything in the next couple of months, or like not knowing what's coming out. So, uh, Nintendo came out and showed us that they have you know some games you know in the chamber that's ready to come out in the next couple of months. So, um, you know what?
1: The only company that did that too. Yeah, the,
0: the, you yeah. know, the, the Nintendo's the only one to really let's say like, hey, this is what's coming out like this year. This is you know. This is uh, the That's not true. Well, that's I not
3: mean, necessarily my, true. Like I mean, I Microsoft, Microsoft had a did. few, yeah. yeah, they had a few, yeah.
2: I feel like if you if you look at this E3 as a whole, I feel like so many of these companies, what they've done here is they've just really focused on fortifying what they already have mm-hmm. and not taking a lot of risks. And while, while the kind of gamer that I am, that is relatively unexciting, because i like risks it makes sense from a business standpoint one and two like i just feel like everyone's had everyone's had a really tough pandemic and so all of this is sort of like comfort food it's not shocking it's not exotic but like everyone is sort of just fortifying um a lot of the indies that are coming out look fantastic uh and yeah i, I don't know i i do think ps5 to an extent kind of launched too soon like if they would have waited another year and then had a, this whole stack of games ready for us at launch that might have been better than releasing it you know at a point where you like you still can't find them um, you
0: know you know what's funny though i feel like uh the pandemic has sort of helped sony and microsoft with uh you know giving them a reason on why we're not getting games like now and why everything's mm-hmm. getting pushed back because you're right uh, honestly, like, right now, if I wasn't, you know, like, a, a gaming enthusiast, if I didn't, make gaming content, there would be no reason for me to have a Series X and a PlayStation 5. Yeah. Like, now we're getting games, now we're getting Ratchet & Clank, um, you know, now we're getting, like, a new Forza, now we're getting like, these, yeah. like, next-gen That's the other games. Thing. It, yeah. mm-hmm. But, like, honestly, up until this point, like, it's, it, it, t- honestly, it, it was more or less of, like, a flex. Oh, I got a PlayStation 5. Like, right. what, what am I doing with the PlayStation 5? Oh, I'm playing PlayStation 4 games. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, uh, yeah. it's, it's, oh, and it's, it's going to be like that for a while too. Um, I mean, and yeah, to be fair. I mean, that's,
2: that's how it's been though. Like that's how PS2 was like when it came out, the launch was not amazing. And most people were like, oh, you can play movies on this and PS1 games. So the first, <laughs> you know, six months was a lot of people doing that. Um, which, you know, no shame, um, because you're ready to go uh and and really i mean i don't know i i don't think this was that bad but but yeah there was nothing like incredibly shocking necessarily um i'm looking at like ubisoft like
3: yeah let's talk about some let's let's, let's like, either talk about ubisoft or square enix because those are the ones that we're gonna probably spend the least amount of time on here i think So like
2: the avatar yeah. game i'm kind of like why like not, not Avatar?
0: can we get the second movie before we right right right, exactly
2: i'm like i'm like avatar was a fine movie but like that was a while ago y'all like 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 a lot of you like young people would be like what's avatar right now mm-hmm. that's how long it's been like i don't know what year it was but it was, was a like while ago 2009 right 2009 and now there's this game and i'm like okay neat but like what's that attached to like is that Are there going to be action figures? Is there going to be a movie? Is there going to be a manga? Is it like, you know, I don't know. It just seemed kind of like random. I'm like, I'm like, give me a new
3: Rayman because Legends is getting old. Yeah, Ubisoft had their entire conference uh, spoiled. So um, yeah, (laughs) there is that. Uh, Yeah, there there was nothing really there for them. Um, Yeah, the Avatar thing, I'm I'm with you there. I think the the best thing that they had was Mario Rabbids uh, for my money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really loved that first game a lot. Yeah,
2: that was really cool. Like, yeah. very
3: surprising. Yep. Mario with guns, Mario XCOM, whatever. Like, yeah. it was insanely good. Uh, so definitely looking forward to that. I am kind of curious. I want to hear from you, James. You talked a lot about this uh, this Far Cry 6 DLC. Like, I actually mm-hmm. had a completely different reaction than you did at first. But I'm I just just for the record, I just want to hear what you had to say about that. I just thought it was an interesting concept because,
1: I mean, villains carry the Far Cry franchise as far as I'm concerned. Hmm. So to make a standalone DLC based around the last three antagonists is an interesting choice. Because I, I think Voss like, saved the franchise, personally. Yeah. Because, like, I did not enjoy 2 that much. I mean, I, I liked the, the mechanic was interesting. It was a cool idea, but I didn't enjoy it from a gameplay perspective. But then just to think of, like, how focused they are on villains now in the marketing but the only thing i really know about six is that's being played by um esposito why can't i remember his first name? Uh, giancarlo Giancarlo, yes. Esposito? yeah thank you sir and that's pretty much all i have so i just thought it was a cool route um we've always want uh ubisoft to try new things because you know it feels like it's always copy paste copy paste so i think it's a step in the right direction Not all
3: hmm yeah, when I was watching that, I just couldn't help but think like, how are they going to fuck this up? Like, like how how bad? Because like for me, I think Duvass was like an interesting villain as far as video game villains go, um, but I don't think I trust Ubisoft just as a company to handle subject matter like taking like personifying these antagonists who r- represent things like like really dark. Uh, aspects of humanity, like, representing them well. Because I think when you take on, the, like, the antagonist is, is now the protagonist, like, what does that look like? Do I want to really embody Joseph from Far Cry 5, this, like, basically Trump-like figure? Like, do I want to do that? Like, that kind of made me uneasy. And again, I just, I don't trust the the Far Cry writers to really do that justice. Um, and I they, this could come out, I could be totally wrong about it. It could be something completely different. Um, but, like, I think the thing that they showed with Voss, I think they showed that the most, where you're, like, up against the maniacal Brody, or whatever his name was, mm-hmm. from Far Cry 3. I think that is more interesting, where it's not necessarily sympathizing with him, exactly, uh, uh, but more so inverting that um, that initial relationship. But, yeah, I don't know how I felt about that. Like, that that really kind of rubbed me not the right way uh at first so I think that might be a wait and see for me
1: I mean probably for me too because those games always end up going on sale I just thought it was something different
3: yeah for sure for sure
0: can, all right so like I didn't really care too much about Ubisoft's uh their um sh- their stream um can we can I, I can I talk about Werewolves within because uh, okay <laughs> <laughs> They, they 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 literally gave up on the game like there's like like no updates for the game but then <clears throat> decided to put out a movie on the game, which it's I don't know it's just weird. Um,
3: I had no idea what that even was, but it was a game.
0: Yeah, so it, it's essentially like uh it was a VR version of like you playing mafia or someone. So like there's there's someone uh in the group that essentially is are, are werewolves. And everyone else is either, like, a villager or you have, like, a specific, uh, like, power. And, um, I mean, it was, it was a cool VR game. Like, it was, like, one of, like, the first couple of VR games I've gotten with, the, uh, with my PlayStation VR. But mm-hmm. it, was, it was just so left field. Like, it, like it's, I don't know why. Like, I'd, I'd rather get another game than this movie. But here we are. We got a movie.
1: Yeah, they're really going on with the media stuff like this. What Did Mythic Quest do well?
0: I keep hearing uh, decent things about it. I hear good things yeah, about it. Yeah, so. I, I,
3: it's 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 review well in the critical community. Like especially the second season that just released or just finished, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of uh, like notable writers that I follow who are saying really really good things. So I'm actually curious myself. Um, um I just wanted
2: to like bring up real quick. I was looking at all the stuff that was coming out, and GameSpot did like a Play For All video where they showcased a bunch of indies and. Um, like, specifically not-white devs, Uh, and a lot of these games look really interesting. I was kind of like, okay, cool. You know, like, there's, there's a fine line between, like, patronizing and being inclusive, but it shows that, like, the host of this thing on GameSpot, the two hosts, actually, are both, like, people of color, and they have reached out of their own volition to find devs of color and from just different backgrounds and like make this whole video and go into like their whole process and i'm just like as as i don't know as corny as it may be to like set aside these situations where people are like we're going to do diversity now at the very least it's steps towards you know, a, a more diverse dev crowd, because when you look at when, when, when you, you know, the Game Awards or E3 in general, the person that comes out on the stage to talk about whatever game is either Japanese or white. And it's just, like, cool that people are looking at this and talking about this. Yeah. Um, some of these games looked interesting. Uh, there's a couple here. Let's see. It was they, they talked about El Paso Nowhere, Soup Pot, She Dreams Elsewhere, Blind Fate, and onsen master and out of all of them i mean they all look very indie but they're all like single or maybe small team devs Mm -hmm. and blind fate looked pretty cool um i thought that was neat and then uh what else here um i just i'm looking at this recap site and they i i have to say that i've been watching this like in television amico kind of (laughs) thing for like A while now, just to kind of see what the hell Tommy Tallarico is going to actually do. Um, Because the guy is super famous. I mean, he's like, he has like the most video game credits to, to, you know, to his career and all this other stuff. But like, but like, if you've watched the Amico at all up to this point, he sounds like a used car salesman. And it's almost kind of funny to watch the progress of this thing. But I have to say that their video on it this time was like the first time where I was like you know what I could see this being really cool for the audience that it's intended for which is families and people who want to try something new, people who the Wii really worked on really well and as cornball as it may be to even like discuss it I think it's neat that they put out this video and it actually made it seem kind of cool and also the tech behind the controller and the way that whole works does kind of really, like, it's kind of like the only new thing in control that I've seen in a while. Um, Like, for instance, if you have games downloaded on your Amico and you have a friend who has an Amico, you just have to bring the controller over and just, like, it's wireless docking, so you just slip it in there and then Hmm. all of your games can be played now at your friend's house, which is just, like, neat. Um, All the games for it are exclusive, so it's very much like a party game kind of, you know, Wii situation, four-player, kind of arcade sort of thing. Um, I don't think they're really trying to compete or it has even the same platform whatsoever as Sony, Microsoft, or Nintendo, but, like, I have to say the fact that this even appeared at E3, and there was even a video for it, and there's any hype for it whatsoever, they have, like, a fair amount of backers and, like, a decent amount of money going into this, and a lot of industry vets are, like, getting into it. It's not going to make a big splash. It really won't, but... I have to say that I'm just interested just from the perspective that it's something so different with a different kind of controller. And Mm -hmm. um, I guess I just wanted to touch on that for a minute. I don't know if y'all have seen any of that or if you care. I I know it's not
3: going to make a big splash. I just think it's neat. Yeah, I followed a little bit of it. I didn't see any of the E3 stuff around it, but uh, before, like, I've I've sort of followed (laughs) Tommy Tallarico, like, kind of as he's uh shepherded this thing along that's uh, a good word for it (laughs) yeah Yeah. um so yeah i'm curious as well just for academic you know reasons (laughs) honestly more so than boy i can't wait to like you know spend a lot of time on this but yeah i I love weird game shit like that so
2: like Uh i don't know anyone who's gonna get one right but when you look at like the backers and stuff like they definitely have people interested and it's usually like the 40 plus or 50 plus market because all those people remember playing in television and atari Mm -hmm. and all that and like I'm just saying there's money to be made there you know everybody laughed at the Wii until it outsold everything else Mm -hmm. Um, you know what I mean Wii sports felt like what is this crap and then like 7 billion people were like this this is awesome you know (laughs) like I'm just saying you never never know with stuff like this and it's always cool to see like the wild card, like what people are trying who who clearly like... I feel like Tommy could totally lose from this and he'd be fine. Yeah. That dude <laughs> has so much money. That dude has done soundtracks for everything. That dude has done sound effects for Roblox, dude. That you, dude is
3: loaded. <laughs> you, you know who lost everything and didn't recover was Square Enix at their okay, E3 conference. Me. Yeah. Because man. <laughs> <Yeesh>. <laughs> Talk about a uh train wreck at least for them uh i watched this not really expecting much (laughs) good thing because boy
2: uh her did you see any of this i mean all i'm all i've read about is the guardians of the galaxy game like that's all that's like come to light i didn't even interesting because i just like read cliff notes but yeah
3: well, that makes a lot of sense, considering about 20, 25 minutes of their 45-minute show was Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so a lot of people were upset just off of that alone. Uh, so the mood just didn't start right from there. And I know we sort of talked about it a little bit. Did you guys get a sense of... Like, I thought this game was a little rough, uh, mm-hmm. but overall didn't look terrible. Um, what did you guys think about that showing?
0: It... it... Same same thing. I feel like about the Marvel Avengers game. Like it's just it's just painfully mediocre. Like it's just it. Right. It's not really doing too much that's special. Like it 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 looks like they have like the characters right. It looks like they they yeah. they put in detail on like the the game world that they they, they built. But yeah, they, whether or not the gameplay is gonna hook me, that's the that's the thing that I'm sort of worried about.
3: Pro- props for showing gameplay like actual gameplay yeah, yeah, um yeah. i will give them credit on that it was not yeah, cg or anything like that exactly james exactly um but it did I mean, look, it look <laughs> nice yeah you know, right but, but, it's,
2: but it just seems like it's just so weird when like a movie thing comes out and is a big deal and then like years later someone's like let's make a game and it's like you know i mean i, I don't know about y'all gardens of the galaxy 2 was what four years ago five yeah. years ago
3: uh 2017 yeah so like yeah. that's already like
2: that's already like wait before the pandemic i don't even remember that shit now like you know I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know it just seems like a weird choice
3: yeah and that's that was like their marquee thing they fucked up the uh pixel remaster for final fantasy yes you um, yeah, they did. how do you do that yeah uh no consoles uh release they no date i don't think um so it only steam and mobile right now a lot of people not happy about that um yeah, that and then makes, they had
2: it seem like kind of cheap
3: yeah and platinum showed off their new game babylon's fall which was like just a an avalanche of things that people did not want to hear live service co-op based action game um it and the art is not what a lot of people thought like it, it didn't translate very well so the, a lot of the concept art that was coming out about that game uh it did not it did not translate well into actual, like, practical form. So a lot of people are not happy about that. Uh Square Enix just had it rough, I think, this year. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess like,
2: could... Oh, no, go ahead. I'm sorry.
3: Oh No, no, go ahead. Go ahead.
2: I was just going to say, I feel like they don't really know what to do with the Marvel license. Like, it's, it's almost like they're excited that they have it, and they're like, hell yeah, we have it, but they don't really know, like, what to do with it. And it's mm-hmm. weird that Square has it. Like, Square, that's not what I think of when I think of Square... Um and i mean I, I probably a million people have said this before but over the years square has like morphed in all these weird ways and for those of you out there who don't know square for like ever was the rpg company like that's what they did and they did it really well and there were all these different kinds and so to just like i don't know just to, to have them kind of like i don't know focus on Things other than that, it's just like it's just weird. Outriders should, was weird and not very good, you know. Like I'm just like I don't know what they're doing. They,
0: they should have played it safe. They should have just gave us another X Men Legends.
2: For real, for real. That's like yeah. all we want is X Men Legends three. That's all we want.
3: Yeah. um <laughs> So I give. I don't think we've talked about Microsoft at all yet. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say let's, let's, let's talk let's about talk Microsoft.
0: About so I think like a lot of people say that. Like I'm, I'm just reading reactions. People are, people are saying that. Micro, not Microsoft, but Nintendo like, you know, 1E3 mm. I I think I, I want to give that to Microsoft because they, I think this is the E3 that they sort of showed off hey, like y'all wanted exclusives we got yeah. exclusives True.
2: yeah, Halo and Starfield I mean, and Forza 5 like,
1: or Horizon 5, yeah uh, and I think
3: oh, oh no I heard it I heard it <laughs> Let's go. No, 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 please, 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 please sir, please. Uh, yeah, you know, Gr- gracefulness first, sir. Go ahead, go
1: ahead. I, w- I was just going to say that this also just turned their conference turned into one giant ad for Game Pass. Because mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. one thing I was sitting there looking at as every one of those games went by was like, I'm already paying for them. So, sure, I'll play this. Sure, I'll play that. Okay, right. this looks like fun. Yeah, I'll try that. And that's all they want. They just want to make sure they have eyes on their games, and they're going to get it. Um, Psychonauts is here. Flight Simulator is oh. here. Forza Horizon 2. The Yakuza series. Um, Hades physical release. Don't know why we got Xbox on that one, but we did. Right. Um, <laughs> Back for Blood is here. So maybe we get Left 4 Dead like they've been wanting to. That new Arcane game seems interesting. There was just a lot of coverage here.
0: I also mm-hmm. think it's also huge for them to, you know, I, I mean, I, I know we've known this already, but like for them to say, hey, y'all just remember Halo Infinite multiplayer is free to play. Right. I
1: want to play Halo again. Yeah. yeah, that was that was <laughs> such a weird moment for me because, like, I knew Infinite was coming, and it was kind of just like, yeah, sure, whatever. But then just watching those montages and seeing those those battlefields again, I'm like, yeah, I remember this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They, like, I'm ready to go back to those Xbox Live um, geez, what do you even call those things? The lobbies. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: with this Halo, they definitely
2: took a note from uh, Titanfall. Um, just, like, with the grapple hook and, like, the mobility. Like, like Halo always felt, like, kind of, like, the slow FPS. And not in a bad way. It was just more floaty. And, and, you know, it wasn't, like, quick, fast twitch action. It was always, like, a little more a little more earthy, a little more grounded, however, however, it's hard to describe, but you know what I'm saying?
3: Mm-hmm, yeah, um, yeah.
2: And this one, like, it's it significantly seems sped up, you know? But yeah, I mean, seeing the sword and everything, like, I'm just like...
1: Right, catching the like sword that. out the air and swiping the people who were, like, grappling over a rocket launcher or whatever, that was all really cool.
2: Right, yeah. and also, like, they didn't confirm this, but I'm just going to assume that it, you know, the way Xbox is doing it is, like, they're not really abandoning the one anytime soon. So I bet you that's going to be free to play on one and on, on series oh, X. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely.
2: And that, that right there, just the immediate guarantee that like, no matter what Xbox you have, you're covered. That's nice because, because, you know, Sony's approach is always like, Okay, no, now we're doing this, like this new system's out, it's exclusive for that, that's yeah. it.
3: We we don't believe in generations. That's a direct quote. <laughs> right, right.
2: And and like and that was one of the reasons why people bought PS2 and then for them to abandon that idea is just like, Y'all, I, I gotta yeah, Microsoft really understands like, hey, we wanna play like all of your games from all time because Xbox has some great games. Yeah, so that's comforting to know that like I don't have to go get a Series X, and I'm gonna still be able to play Halo Infinite on this thing. Yeah.
3: Um. So, uh, Microsoft to me presented what the, in my mind was the most E3 show this entire time. Um. I think I have a lot to say about this show. Really, I mean it's it's very impressive. You're ready how far they've come just in general, just as a company. I feel like we've said this a few times too on the show before, but like, I don't know if I would have predicted this a few years ago, just like the kind of turnaround that they have. They have like 20, 30 studios at this point, first party studios uh, working on shit. Um, you know, at the very end, Phil's name-dropping all the stuff that didn't make an appearance. So, like, you know, they're talking about Perfect Dark, Avowed, like, hey, we know we didn't show this stuff, but it's still here. Like, we're still at work on it. Like, no worries. Um, So, that's cool. Um, Even though there was nothing here, I think that, like, just made my jaw drop or, like, I'm, like, shouting at the top of my lungs or anything. Like, nothing like that. I think that James is 100% correct. Like, this was... Great coverage all around. I think almost every type of gamer or whatever is, like, represented here. They had anime here. They had racing. They had action, shooting. Um, They had some, you know, some silly stuff like the party animal game. Like, Mm -hmm. there was so much here. I I walked away just from this particular show. Again, even if I I wasn't like blown away by any particular thing, I was, I left satisfied. Like I left going like, okay, I understand where Microsoft is going into the end of this year and into 2022. Um, And that's really my goal, I mean, at the end of the day, all these E3 conferences are are just a bunch of advertisements. Like, that's that's really it. Um, one after another. They're commercials that we're watching for 90 minutes. Um, but I, a successful conference to me is one where I can understand where a company's direction is going in the next three, 365 um, plus. And I got that here. Uh, they covered uh, a lot of ground, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like,
2: like, I, like all the indies, Starfield, Halo, Forza, Sea of Thieves even more fallout 76 for some reason but they're doing it <laughs> yeah. new battlefield hey and like they're trying yeah yeah
3: yeah they have to appease bethesda some kind of way so they're like yeah we'll let you do 76 fine sure do Redfall for us and we'll do 76 right now um, so
2: so, outer worlds too at the same time which is like all okay right. all right best you know,
3: trailer
1: period yeah oh my god it's such a good trailer
3: um yeah, I mean, I definitely want to pick some of these apart. So you guys have talked about Halo a bit. Um, you know, as someone here who, you know, I really, I haven't been a Halo, I haven't really like been a Halo fan in like a long time. Uh, but, but getting back into the games recently has been great. And I I haven't seen a lot of people talking about the campaign trailer. Um, and I know there wasn't a lot of gameplay there. Uh, and and some might be a little concerned about that piece. Um. Oh, can you guys still hear me? <laughs> yes, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, like I actually thought that was really well done. Music was on fucking point, Chris. I'm not sure if you saw it, but I think you would be really happy uh, with the music in that trailer. Um, and the multiplayer montage was beautiful. Classic Xbox 360 Live days. Hey, I'm talking Halo two, three type style shit. Like it was. Mm-hmm. Just beautiful. Um, it it get, just like James said again. Like made me really want to get into Halo multiplayer. Like I kind of play a little bit for fun with Master Chief Collection, but that shit made me want to really pick it up. And we saw some nice practical use of the grappling hook uh, several times. Um, I watched a couple reaction. Uh, streams and everybody seemed to lose their mind at the uh, the grappling on the banshee or the pelican or whatever that was, yeah. uh, and it did indeed look sweet. Um, I do want to mention Starfield though, because that was a game that I was I'm looking forward to a lot. Um, it just seems to be t- ticking all my boxes. Uh, we didn't get any gameplay. I wouldn't be surprised if we got at least a little bit, maybe Game Awards or early next year sometime.
0: We'll definitely see something but, by Game Awards.
3: Okay, yeah. Um, I was actually really excited about it, and it was a tease. It was a teaser trailer. That's what they labeled it, and that's exactly what it was. I felt like I got a little bit more information um, than we had before. I I did see a lot of people say that they felt like they learned nothing from the game. Um, But I felt like we got at least a little bit. Um, We know that there's, like, you know, mechs. um, And we got a feel for the art style, like the sort of game, uh, like what it will look like, essentially. Uh, And if you see the, the concept art that they released, I think, the day after it looks amazing um it's just truly incredible so if they nail even a quarter of what they did in that concept art we're gonna have something really special on our hands um and i mean the thing's gonna play like skyrim or fallout but in space which i mean fucking okay like i'm in i'm i'm in for whatever that is mm-hmm. so yeah uh those are definitely like my highlights from there oh and forza horizon 5 gotta give a shout out because Forza horizon 4 for my money is like maybe one of the best racing games ever. That's, uh, that's really good to hear. Because I only played one and two, but I love them. I just
2: never yeah. got back into it. But, like, the fact that they're on five now, I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah. Four,
3: four is astounding. Uh, and five looks even better. Like, five made my jaw drop. Like, kind of similar to what Ratchet did. When I saw Ratchet, I was like, god damn. I said the same thing when I saw <laughs> uh, when I saw Forza Horizon 5. I was like, shit, that's a car. Like, that's a fucking car. <laughs> like, um, that's a waterfall. That's a volcano. Like is
1: that a it's, volcano? Right. <laughs> yes.
3: Yes. Um, it, it just looks it's like I think that and Flight Simulator are like the next gen games to me. Yeah. Like in, in terms of visuals like I'm like fuck that is next gen baby. Um, yeah. Racing games always do a good job
2: of showing that off.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Playground continues to kill it. So um, yeah.
1: It's we hope for fable.
3: Yes, and and um, we did see a little bit about twelve minutes. Really happy that that got a release. I'm very much looking forward to that game, that indie title, uh, with Daisy Ridley and William Dafoe for some reason, um, cool. and James McAvoy. Yeah, and James McAvoy. Yes, it looks spectacular. And this game called Somerville. Did you guys see that? Yeah. The mm-hmm. That looks awesome. It, it kind of looks like Limbo in a way. Um, yeah, we'll limbo inside, kind yeah, of. Yeah, exactly. That gave me that sort of vibe, uh, which I thought was really impressive. Uh, that and there's one more I wanted to bring up, guys. Um, replaced. Thank you. Yes, replaced. Yes. Um, it's basically like the last night, except not made by a neo-nazi. So there's that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, oh, replaced right. looks looks great. And um, I'm really looking forward to that. Another indie on Game Pass. I can't wait to play day one.
2: There are so many good games on Game Pass. Yep. Um, every time I turn on my Xbox, it's like I find other stuff that I'm like, okay, I'm just going to download that, and then I'll get to it. And then I may or may not, but, like, there's, there's always something to play now, and that's really nice.
3: Yeah. So Microsoft had a good show, I think.
2: I would agree. Yeah, like, there seems like the most solid they covered all their bases. They were ready for it. Yeah. And they've been scooping up all these companies. Microsoft is gonna fucking own everything.
3: <laughs> and they still have some things we don't know about, right? Presumably, that's what I'm hearing. That is what I'm hearing. They, there's a lot. There's a large rumor swirling about another big uh, acquisition for them. So. You know.
1: Joe sorry or you like know another that's title or yeah
2: a friend of mine was like all you have to do is release banjo kazooie 3. the real 3 not nuts and bolts that's all you have to do and See? we will come running with our dollars
1: it's not just me guys
2: yeah
3: <laughs> for real
2: it's me. like if y'all own rare like this is what you need to do with rare yeah give me a conquer or something i don't know just mm-hmm. give me something fuzzy where i collect
3: shit Like, that's what I... (laughs) Like a
1: Microsoft Ratchet. I will take it.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I I didn't hear you guys talk about um, Breath of the Wild at all.
2: Uh, Well, we haven't... I mean, I I touched on Nintendo, but we haven't delved
3: into Nintendo, right? I I think it's time now, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Okay. Mm. If we must. Wow, you guys do not sound happy with that. I don't blame you, though. Um...
1: So... I guess here's the thing with Breath of the Wild 2, at least for me, Um, of course, it was just kind of a general overview trailer with like Breath of the Wild, which is again, not bad. Couple new powers, awesome. But like, I don't know. It felt almost too much like a sequel to me. You know, it didn't feel like anything had really changed. Hmm. It's maybe more like an expansion, I guess. It is gonna be co-op though, right? Like
2: someone's gonna be able to play Zelda? at the same time well, i have never did heard do that, that? i've heard that either that's what that's what i've assumed that's what i've guessed that's what i feel like they've hinted at Maybe oh it didn't both.
1: look like it yeah i don't know i'm I mean. soaring by himself <laughs> yeah do, I mean... do we get one of those skyloft birds i want one of those i feel like
2: that would be the logical thing to do would be in the second one you know you know the story you know they finally stopped ganon at the end of breath of the wild spoilers right of course and in my understanding, like the logical step would to be then you have co-op where you, one person plays Zelda and one person plays Link and you go off right. on a huge adventure together. Um, if they don't do that, I think that would be a mistake because Breath of the Wild is great. I put like two hundred hours in, but at the end of it, you know, I pretty much the only thing left to get are the remaining Korok seeds, which I'm not gonna do. And if the second one is just more of that. I don't know how much I want to go through it again, but it's also it's also fresh for me because I didn't play it right when it came out. Mm-hmm. I played it like last year, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm with you exactly. It's it's like if it doesn't have some kind of like big step up, like co-op, then you know, I guess yeah, it's just more of the same, really.
3: Yeah, I, I don't. Fun. I would I wouldn't expect anything more than something that feels like an expansion because they're using the same engine, the same like map as Breath of the Wild. Like I, right. I totally think this is. This is just an expansion type thing, um, even if they're numbering it like I wouldn't expect anything crazy.
1: I think I was expecting more of like that Ocarina of Time to Majora's Mask feel. And I didn't get that this time through. Right, mm-hmm. like a totally different mood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be and, nice. And maybe we will get that. We didn't get to see a lot. At least I don't think we saw a lot, really. So maybe there's more coming down the pipeline with that super switch. But we'll see. <laughs> When that comes. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. I mean, overall, though, like uh, I'm, I'm glad we saw something Metroid, so that was that was good to see. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, like I, I I think there was it was st- there was things here. Oh, for... the Smash review. Oh,
2: yeah, Kazuya, of course, which like is great, but also like. I don't know i feel like they're just they're just they're doing their part to like tie all the fighting game universes together that's mm-hmm. what i feel
0: like I, that's what i got out coming out of this was like you know at this point like do they do they want to make like some sort of like you know fighting game mashup type of thing but um
2: they're finally gonna make a legal Mugen finally <laughs> <laughs> which
0: basically is smash to an yeah. extent I yeah
2: mean, he, at this point it is yeah the legal Mugen. yeah
0: but I, feel um, like, but I feel like the theme is either all right is either coming from a fighting game or we're getting an anime sword character. So,
1: yeah. Ooh, so what if we get Guilty Gear?
0: Which oh. one does that put us in? God, I would mm. love that. I mean, it's best of both worlds at that point. Mm. But I, mean, I it's, mean, it's it's cool though. I mean, it's cool to see you know uh, like a second character in this game. Yeah. W- I don't know, like like the I feel like the fighting game characters in Smash. I really appreciate the detail that they put in where you feel like you're playing that game with that character to mm-hmm. a certain extent. So, I mean, it's, it's cool to see that. It was it's, it's interesting. But, I mean, I...
2: I mean, like like any Tekken fan, I think, is going to love it. But for the rest of us, you know, it might not be that big of a deal. But, like, personally, I loved their inclusion of Terry. And Terry's, like, Terry's my main as of Smash Ultimate. Absolutely. Hmm. hmm. I didn't know you
1: were yeah. a Bogart fan. That's cool.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Plus, like, you know, just Smash, you know, the entire inspiration for Smash was Kingdom Fighters. And I think it's really cool that he finally just, like, got Terry to be in it. Like, that's that's super cool. I never thought that would happen. That that actually surprised me. That Terry and Sephiroth were like, what? Oh, okay. Yeah, that came out of
1: left field for
2: yeah. real. Yeah. I thought it was just going to be Cloud and they were going to be done with that, you know? Hmm. But yeah, 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 no, I I agree, though. Nothing nothing jaw-dropping. Metroid Dread was like, okay, all right, finally, after all this time, this looks great. But if you watch the little teaser they had, like, they really, they don't have a lot done with it yet.
3: Yeah, I felt like Metroid Dread was supposed to be like the big thing for me. It wasn't personally, just because Metroid as a series just hasn't really ever been my thing. Um, So I kind of look at it, you know, I go like, okay, cool. Like I'm happy for people, like all the Metroid fans out there, like definitely happy for them. But I look at it, I'm just like, all right. I came out of this with really just two things. Warrior Wear, which I'm so excited about. Uh, that's yeah. gonna be great. And then Advanced Wars One and Two, I'm very excited about. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes, also, and I think yeah. you know, I think they're doing that because they realize that War Groove is like amazing, and so they better do some shit before people forget about Advanced
3: Wars. Yeah, the only thing, the only negative I would say, because I was so hype about that announcement. um The only thing about it is the the art style. I wish that it was the the pixels. Uh, Or the sprites, the sprite art style, or something like that. I just, I don't know if I 100% am in love with the new one. Um, But fuck it, if it's going to get me a new Advance Wars, like an actual, like, three, like, not Dual Strike. Dual Strike is cool. I like Dual Strike. But uh, if just a straight up three, I'll be all right. I'll be cool with that, so.
2: It's also weird to, like, Nintendo's so weird sometimes. They're like, guess what? New Advance Wars, and it's called Advance Wars, and it's like, dude, it was only called Advance Wars because it was on Game Boy Advance. You can call it <laughs> Switch Wars now or whatever. Like, right. like, mm-hmm. like, what are you doing? You know, like, it, yeah. like, remember when they when they named Smash Four instead of naming it Smash Four, it was Super Smash Brothers for Wii U. Yeah. Like that was right. the name. Right. <laughs> right. It's like, it's like Nintendo. What?
1: Who? Who decides <laughs> these things? We can't make it simple. It's no fun.
2: Yeah. And then they see. I see right here. They uh, the switch is exclusively getting Shin Megami Tensei five, which, like, a lot of people are really into that. I have never delved into Shin Megami Tensei, but like the fact that it's in the same universe as Persona, um, or wait, no, am I thinking of Digital No, you're, no you're right. No, you're okay, right. You're okay, Use right. yeah. the
1: same monsters and everything.
2: Right. Like that's just kind of neat. And I'm like, all right all right i've i've a lot of people that i've talked to just via twitch whatever are actually really excited for that so that's cool but yeah again nothing nothing
0: shocking and
2: yeah i mean i i totally agree with y'all like like microsoft had the most solid showing
0: i think the, the 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 most shocking thing to me that came out of Nintendo is that they didn't fucking show the Switch Pro like, like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Getting through the, when when they said oh we have one more thing to show and then like they they showed and like, the like, Zelda ooh. stuff. and they, they showed the Zelda stuff. I was like all right, so maybe they're gonna be like all right, so you know the, uh, the Breath of the Wild two like is it's, it's so much of like a uh, upgrade from the first one that you're gonna want a new system to play it on. Like I was right. I that was w- waiting <sighs> for the setup.
3: But to waiting. be fair though they said before this even started exclusively switch software they did say that There was like a a big ass tagline on on the screen i mean that would still
1: technically count wouldn't
3: it i think if they were going to tease it they would straight up be like you know i don't know it it wouldn't they wouldn't have said like we're only showing switch software guys oh that's what okay yeah yeah like I don't know if they were out there saying that weeks ago like they like with Capcom that's one reason why Capcom didn't really bother me because they they straight up told us hey yo we're showing like new like shit that's about to release next week basically monster Um, hunter exactly yeah
2: now to be fair the switch dropped in 2017 and going by Nintendo standards it's usually five years so next year would be like oh hey we're gonna do this other system they yeah. said they were working on a on a on a sequel to the Switch, like when the Switch dropped. But Nintendo always waits at least five years. So they should have fucking said something, absolutely. But like you know at the very latest, like it's gonna they're gonna say yeah. it next year because that's what they do. Yeah. Um But yeah, it's kinda like it's kinda like y'all like you know we we I feel like we've talked about this on every time I've been on here, but it's but it's like as as gaming content makers and for that matter as gamers we, we have to like we have to berate Nintendo because <laughs> because we love all the things they make but they they just don't give us enough of what we want um and I'm like okay all right so fine you're not going to you're not going to talk about a new switch a switch pro at all okay can I can I get some themes can I get some give me some, give me the give give the existing switch some love a good online a network
3: please yeah
2: <laughs> just give it some love just give it give it a little extra like like just the other day Pete downloaded like a Subnautica theme that came with Subnautica and the theme for his home screen was awesome like it was super interactive it like moved when he moved it was super sick it was like why isn't there like some Mario theme or something like i, I just just anything just give me give me the switch you know some more personality um but but mm. yeah i mean
0: I don't know about that but we're getting a mario golf in a couple weeks so. right 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 exactly.
3: yeah yay I, but no, actually like real. the game keep all over i'm I'm, again. All, I'm, yeah, yep. I'm honestly gonna buy the shit out of that that actually is really mm-hmm. fun not gonna i lie. want a new f-zero
2: god damn it yeah
3: I, <laughs> no they not. threw him
1: up the cliff too you're
2: yeah. not getting that either but again i mean WarioWare, Metroid, and No More Heroes 3 will satisfy me. Like I, w- I will get those. I will check those out because I love, th- because I love those franchises already, mm-hmm. um, and because it's been a while since we like heard from any of those. So I mean, I think those are good news. But it's weird that they didn't do No More Heroes 3 at. Here's the weirdest part: they didn't do No More Heroes 3 on the live stream. But when you watch, it's like a, it's like a 30-minute fucking YouTube video. And there's, like, a ton of gameplay. Like, they show everything. Yeah, they probably do that during the Treehouse. Right, right, during the Treehouse, yeah. And it's like, why wasn't this part of, like, why wasn't this, like, one of the main things you showed when when you clearly have so much more ready for it? Like, it's it's so much more done and complete and ready to go that in comparison, the Metroid Dread trailer was, like, literally, like, 50 seconds and barely showed anything, Mm -hmm. you know? so it's almost just kind of like, you know, that seemed like a wasted opportunity. I think, I think No More Heroes is like a niche thing at five one and all that, but I, that's one of those things that, like, could bring a lot of Sony and Microsoft people over to Nintendo because it's bloody and it's mature and it's over the top and it's sexy and it's like all that stuff that, like, usually Nintendo games lack, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that was kind of a, a weird mistake. Like, why didn't they, they like, capitalize on that?
1: Mm. That's know. Nintendo
0: yeah at the end yeah. of the day that's nintendo so yeah i think i mean overall like i said uh, earlier in the show i think nintendo did a good job showing that they have stuff coming out for the next year so yeah at least we know software wise like they're, they're you know they're gonna be taken care of um hardware wise like what i care no but you know it is what it is like we will we'll, we'll definitely see a switch pro by next year at this point yeah so yeah, yeah. at this point we're just waiting for it uh, but overall like I said, you know y'all like when when these conferences like E three, um, when uh, they they're announcing new games for like whatever conference, temper expectations, temper yeah. expectations, and fuck online rumors, because it will completely ruin the experience for you.
2: Yeah. Hmm. Also, you know what else? I think their Nintendo specifically is gonna play it really safe with this next thing that they do, whatever it is, because the Wii U did not go well, and they are old-school Japanese businessmen, and they don't, like, once something, they see that something doesn't work, they're like, okay, we're never going down that path ever again. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so I think with whatever they're going to do with the next Switch, whether it's a pro or, or successor, I think they're going to, like, really make sure, you know, 1000 focus test group to make sure, like, it really works, because the Wii U was a big hit. That was the first time Nintendo has ever come out and said, we apologize. Like, I Wada straight up was like, we're sorry. We failed you. The, the Wii U sucked and we know it. And that that's, like, never happened in Nintendo history. Yeah. So that's probably why they're so hesitant. That's probably why they're not, like, rushing ahead and they really want to make sure this next thing is going to be as big as the Switch has been or as big as the Wii was. Mm. But, yeah, every time I see the Metroid Dread thing, I do get a little tickle. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah
0: I'm excited for it and like I'm also excited that we're, it's just a couple months away so that's, yeah. that's that's good to see but uh you know we we want to hear from you know from you guys uh you know watching on YouTube watching on twitch uh let us know what you guys thought about this year's e3 uh let's continue the conversation online continue conversation on Instagram Twitter and all that want to hear from you but we're gonna go ahead and wrap up uh, this is this has been a a, a jumbo episode, <laughs> thick, <laughs> thick, ep- a ton of content. I love it, and, and of course, Game Master Herb. Once again, thank you for being on this episode. Uh, thank let you. let the people know where they can find you and and what you're working on right now so uh
2: various things uh you can find me on instagram that's my main social media uh game master herb and then you can find me on twitch it's the number three bears gaming with a y that's uh the twitch channel me and my husband's run we are still streaming three to four nights a week uh all sorts of stuff gaming deals final fantasy fighting games um various artist streams we have like dj guests and stuff uh it's been great Uh, the community has been amazing um I just started up a, uh, recently a radio show on WRFG here in Atlanta. You can listen online at WRFG.org. It's called Wavelength. It's where I play music from anime, music from video games, music from producers here in Atlanta that I fuck with, uh, people I respect and want their music to be put out there. Um, there's really nowhere on FM where they're playing video game music or anime music, so I try to fill that gap. Uh, and it's going really well, and I'm really happy that, I have that position because that's one of the reasons I moved to Atlanta was to get involved with the radio Um, I've been working on that and then uh, well um, pretty soon I have to take a trip out west and kind of handle some family shit so I'm still gonna be streaming I'm still gonna do podcast stuff I'm still going to do the radio show um, but maybe with a bit of a fluctuating schedule Um, I think we all know the pandemic has put a lot more than just business on pause you know, I, when I think about it now, uh, it's been like a really... It's been like almost two years since I saw my mom. So it's time to catch oh. up and all that. Jeez. Oh, wow. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because we don't live in the same state. And I'm used to that, but, you know, it's time. It's time to catch up a little bit. So uh, everybody out there, I urge you to reconnect with family, kind of like get back. I don't think there's going to be a getting back to normal, but definitely like get back to the people and the things that you love because I think a lot of us have sort of especially those of us who've been like quarantined or like you know couldn't go out you know you you know we have different conditions or we have autoimmune diseases uh many folks it's like it's almost like people have forgotten all the stuff that they liked or all the stuff that they should be doing because our routine and our schedule has been totally out of whack so uh you know if you need to Call up that that sibling or spend time with their family or go take care of an elderly uh, family member or whatever like My only message I want to put out there is like make sure you do that like like business can wait, you know uh, the, the, the world can wait, you know, we all have things to catch up on um, But yeah, I'm looking forward to a lot of streams this summer. I have a theme coming up called color-coded uh, a friend of mine has kind of gathered uh, five to six uh, LGBTQ streamers together and we're going to do a thing that may end up as, like, some reality TV show. Um, oh, I, yeah, yeah. I'm not really, like, I don't know all of the details. He's working on it. He's got, like, a whole master plan, but we're going to do a thing and it's going to be a thing that we stream live on Twitch and then, you know, he's been acting for years and maybe it will get picked up by someone. Um, Sweet. So, yeah. Something to look forward to. Uh, the radio show for sure. Streams for sure. And then... When the time is right, when I'm done with all that, I'm looking to get back to events. So. Oh,
3: man, well, when you make it big, uh, still stop by. Say hi every <laughs> now and then. Don't I forget always, the little people.
2: <laughs> I will always talk with y'all. Y'all always fuck me. I really appreciate it. Um, I appreciate y'all's, like, viewpoints and just, like, including me. And also, you know, uh, I love to hear the, the different perspectives and different, like... I love to hear y'all's passion for gaming and how similar but different it is from mine. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And it always feels like we we come together on various issues and we can see eye to eye on a lot of things. And I love that. So um, absolutely. So yeah, thank you for all that. I know that was a whole that was a whole mouthful. Thank you for that for that outro. All right,
0: so um, Raj, if you wanna you wanna take us out.
3: yeah let me tell the people where they can find us if you like what you've heard go ahead and hit us on any of your uh, social media platforms instagram facebook soundcloud Uh, any of that good stuff. Uh, TikTok, right? Don't you want TikTok, Chris? Um, (laughs) You have everything. Should I play that? Uh, Check us out. Especially Apple Podcasts. We get uh, a lot of viewership from there. And also, uh, give us a comment, like, rating. Uh, Anything like that really helps increase our visibility. We really appreciate it. And we appreciate you. Thank you.
0: So with that, we are signing out for another week. We'll catch you guys next week, episode 112. Like, it's just, that's a lot of episodes. Yeah, that's this a lot is, of episodes. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of episodes.
2: Y'all should, congrats. Congrats.
0: Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. So, you guys, uh, you know, enjoy your week. Play some more video games. Uh, drink water. Uh, wear your mask. Get vaccinated. And uh, just stay, stay beastly, y'all. Have a good time. Catch you next time. Peace.